Welcome to episode 456 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Dan. I'm your host, Sean. You're supposed to have the shit set up. I thought I was... Okay, the reason why I'm laughing, I don't know what the beginning's going to sound like because I couldn't hear the intro music. And the whole time I have my headphones on, I can't hear myself, I can't hear the music, and I'm like, I look just staring at Ed, and he's like, like what? And I'm like, I can't hear the music. And he's like, look at knobs, and then he goes and follows, and my headphones weren't plugged into the jack. <laughs> and I guess for some reason, I guess it's fine. I don't know how my timing was, but I feel like I got in. Hey, everybody, look at the geekers right at the right moment. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No one really listens. <laughs> Nobody cares. Oh, I just hope I'm coming through this week. Hi, Ed. How are you? All right. How are you? I'm okay. You are. You sound great. You. You I sound great. Right. Yeah. Well, you sound. You can, I can hear you. How about that? Okay. That's all that matters. You can hear me. I can hear myself muffled through the headphones. I need a drink of my dear park. That's good water. Established in 1873. Woo! All right. Um. Yeah. How was your week? Did you do anything fun? Or you know? Uh, um. Well, I, I, I actually did, Ed. Oh, um, all right. I got some notes already. Well, I, I do have my notes, but I was trying to find um, a soundbite because, but I will just, uh, I think I'll probably sound better coming out of my own mouth. Um, <laughs> where is it? There you are. All right. Um, okay. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you know it or not, but it's South Park's 25th anniversary. Wow. South Park has been on air, or been around for 25 years now, right? So I, I, Ed, for entertainment purposes, I scroll through TikTok. Okay. TikTok is an app on your phone where it's like like little, sometimes it's political. We've talked about this on yes. the show before. Well, I watch TikTok and I start seeing clips of that basically Matt and Trey had a 25th anniversary concert at Red Rocks, Colorado with Primus and Ween and uh, other various guest stars, and they sung songs from the show and the movie and all that stuff. And all I'm right. like, oh, that seems kind of cool. I hope they air it on Paramount Plus, because I know they got a deal thing with Paramount Plus. Yeah. Well, they did, so I watched that. I watched about half of it, because I started getting, I'm like, you know, I'm toe-tapping, singing along, you know, like, oh, Cosmo's a bitch, baby, I'm a bitch, big the whole world. You know, I didn't, they didn't get that far, but I stopped because they had um, the two members of Rush came on it was like a surprise to matt like oh matt and he got to play with them it was kind of it was cool like seeing it definitely felt like a, like a love fest primus was there and there mm. i saw primus live and i enjoyed them when i watched them so watching them again i'm like oh okay it's, it, was, it was a fun time ed right um i watched uh she hulk okay. well i finished sandman sort of apparently sort they of. dropped two they dropped two more episodes uh this past week like bonus episodes. Mm. Uh, one's an animated one, and another one is, um, a, I guess, a show, an episode about uh, the muse Calliope, which I remember from the audio was pretty good. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of excited to go finish, like, at least watch those two. Um, I thought the series was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Did you finish it yet? 
Finish. I'm sorry. Finish Sandman. No, I did not finish Sandman. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhere else. Did I, did I lose you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean, I got lost in your eyes. <laughs> I'm all out of love. I'm lost without you. <laughs> no tip show. I was making sure you came through on perfect sound. <laughs> I was checking the equipment. I'm hired. You know, I'm like, checking my equipment. <laughs> yes, it's that kind of show. Right. Um, <laughs> no. So you didn't finish it yet? No, I, I got through. I got halfway through. I'm at episode five, and then. Okay. Look, life sometimes happens. And, oh, look, look, it is a slow burn. That is to say, it's a slow burn. So it's hard for me to. Like continue on because like actually episode five kind of wrapped things up and then I started episode six and it kind of continues right. on. I'm like it's two different stories. I'm sure there's going to be more to I, it. You actually, have to watch the it. The truth is, I still have to watch the last episode because I fell asleep in the middle of it and then I woke up and rewound. It was like late. In the, I watch most of my TV late at night, <laughs> so I rewound it, started watching it again. I was like, <laughs> I'll just watch it again later. Like you know, just <laughs> see how it actually ends. But now I now that I know there's two extra episodes, I'm like, ah, oh, it gives me an excuse to go back. Right. <laughs> um, I also watch Stacy and I started watching. Obviously, this past week was the big drop of She Hulk. Yes. Uh, watched it. I'm assuming you did it. Oh well. yes, yes, I did. Watching you did it. Yes, yes, I did. I watched it all the way through. <laughs> What'd you think? Did you uh, see the the bumper? Yeah, I saw all the right. bumper at the end. I thought I just see like it's it's. It's amazing how you can tell a story and still have a different perspective on something that apparently Jessica Waters, Walters, <laughs> Walters. Has, a, has a fascination whether or not Captain American was a virgin. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I mean, you have to think about it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I, you didn't never wondered? <laughs> no, it never, it never <laughs> crossed my mind until that moment. I'm like, You're like, hey, I guess maybe he did. I, I assumed he didn't. I assumed he didn't. I assumed it was like you know, just like the USO girl. Like, like when you're cap. Like, I mean, let's think about it. He's doing the, that tour and all. There's yeah. got to be a couple girls, wasn't there? Um, what's her face was had the hots for him. She made out with him. Um, Natalie Dormer. Yeah. You know, she. You know, maybe he got lucky with her. You try to, you know, I mean, sure, maybe, you know, him and uh, Carter never knocked boots, at least not until he went back in time. Right. Then, he, then he was getting knocked boot, knocking boots all the time. You think about it. Think about it. He went through all those adventures, and at least when he went to go drop off all the stones, he had to at least, you know, knock the dust off of somebody. Right. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Captain America. Oh. <laughs> Call me Steve. Call me C.A. For short. <laughs> oh CA Oh <laughs> Come America come. Oh he makes me see the stuff he makes me rockets red glare and bombs person in air every time he leaves. <laughs> Whoo Nelly <laughs> Come America come He doesn't I'm telling you baby it is one if by land, two if by sea if you get my meaning <laughs> He don't care if the red coats are coming. <laughs> wink wink and nudge nudge <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so you, did you enjoy it? Oh no, yes, I, I enjoyed the series. Uh, you know, it's a thing. I, it's, again, it's another character I know nothing about. Oh, I know always, a little bit better, right? I mean, I like the the things I know is what I saw in the series, kind of thing. I knew she right. was a lawyer. Right. I knew, you know, she right. was Bruce's cousin. Right. Other than that, like the basics, I knew that. Um, I knew there was a line. 
like look when you're when you're a product of the '90s and you're like, hey, they really <laughs> all the artists always kind of drew her real nice, right? Real pr- attractive. So you're like, yeah, hey, I don't, you know, if Captain Kirk can do it, so can I. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I don't care. She's green. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I knew that in the comic book, apparently she became She Hulk based upon the fact that she got into an accident and Bruce had to give her a transfusion. Right. You know. Not exactly the way it happened in the show, but it kind of sort of happened the way it it, it worked in the show. Um, Everything made sense. I like, and some people are like, "Oh, this didn't make sense." Or you, when you saw him here, he had this thing, and then show he doesn't have this thing. What time did it take place? And they kind of made sure they kind of hit all those little spots, right? You know, like to kind of paint, fill in the holes, like so to speak. Yeah. Um, I only had one gripe. One gripe. Okay. Um, at the end, when um, I think it's t- t- uh, what's the bad the villain's name is uh, tight. I want to say I want to say it's like Titan Titaniana or oh oh jeez I don't even know. I, I, um, um, <laughs> to me, it was like a D list character they they probably pulled, and I'm like you know I'm like now I have to look her up now, Trees. Uh, but uh, as, as as you're trying to look up the name. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like um, you, you kind of go, all right, you know, like you, you knew it wasn't going to end that way, you know, like because the way it ended was the fact that she goes back to her life, and you know, oh and, yeah, well, and, there is um, let's see, the character's name is uh, Titiana, T I T A N I A, Titan Titanina, Titanina. She's supposed to be like like super tough, and like, I think grows or something. Um, played by her. There's yeah. a moment where she comes in. She breaks. Spoilers. She. I think we've all seen it in the trailer. She breaks in through the courtroom and she starts causing a ruckus, right? And she does this kind of like I'm going to call it like a Chun Li kind of sidekick, right? Like through the air, and it just looked horrible. Like it, she's, she's like 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 on her side, and like her leg is all like yeah, <laughs> just, and they just like slide her. Like I've seen that like move like in a, like late nineties kind of. Um, I'm gonna say know? it this way: it's almost as if they had her like lay on like she did, the gimbal might have been stuck. Right. So they're like, you know what we'll do? Just hold this pose, and we'll pan the camera by you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't move and just go like make a, make a noise and she's like super in like that pose and you're just like zip and you're just going ooh that looks fake <laughs> like I mean yes I know it's kind of moving there's no green person you know all that stuff but this one kick it was it, it wasn't just like a blink of an eye it was like a, a good second or two and right. you're like oh that looked horrible you know that's my critique of that and it's just not even a plot point it's just like her jumping and then you know right you to know, me I, to me it was to me it was they ran out of budget for this episode and they had a, <laughs> they did the cheap you know late 90s you know like right. street fighter kick because that's what it was because basically i think they i think i saw that in street Fighter. right like it's the movie a chun Li. like yeah um so i i thought i enjoyed it i think stacy laughed I laughed. I mean, like, it's nice to see here, you know, Stacy laugh when watching the show because she doesn't really know anything about She-Hulk. And I was like, well, do you want to watch him? And she's like, yeah, of course. And when um, there's a moment where Bruce and, and Jennifer are having this conversation about how to have her control her anger, and she's got this really great on-point speech about why she's able to control her anger. Mm. Stacy was like, hallelujah. Like, she, you could, it was like a, Finally, someone put it on paper how we feel almost on a daily basis. Mm. Yeah, because Stacey, I've, I'm aware of how 
sometimes women get treated, you know, through my eyes of my wife. Mm. You know, she says, you know, well, growing up it was hard or we can't do this or we can't do that. It's it's hard to try to, you know, like when you're going to school, why is it always her her fault because she's dressed this way? Why aren't the boys being trained to treat women better? Mm. You know, and I can understand that. And to actually, like, hear the speech, it was nice to hear the speech. I'm like, okay. But Stacy was like, yeah, say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I, I was like, but as soon as she said, I was like, okay, I can understand that. That actually is a really good point. But I could hear the collective groan of like, you know, cis white males like, oh, they're ruining it. You go woke, go broke. Eh. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I could just hear that that little like, oh, here comes all the little piss ant boys who probably never once read the comic book, but just you know, because it's Disney and it's a woman. I was like, I. And I also thought the show, too, her breaking the fourth wall, she did in the comic book, too. Mm. Like, I read a small run of hers in the 90s, I think. Because mm-hmm. it was like the sensational She-Hulk, and it was new. And it's when she had the purple and white onesie, mm-hmm. you know, um, as a superhero. Which she, I think she's part-time Fantastic Four member, part-time Avenger. Yeah. You know, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it with the... Any critique? Any no, like I said, I mean, I mean, I can't wait to see more. Um, right. You know, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's the same. Like, like it's, it, you know, it, it takes a superhero show to, to point out the, the faults of men, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you put it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. Um, but just like it, it, the... I mean, I think the only downside to it is is that it's only one episode a week. I mean, <laughs> right? It's one episode a week, and you know, Stacy wasn't sure if she had an episode and everything. Shows like it was like almost not even forty minutes. She's like, "Oh, I got that." Yeah, and I was like, "All right, I'm thinking it's gonna be like a half hour, forty minute show every week." Well, which, I was it, it varies because some right. like some could be an hour. Like, you know, I hope like, so. I I really I enjoyed it so much that I'd be like, I could watch an hour show of that every week. You know, I mm-hmm. get it. It's, it doesn't have to be sitcommy. I think it had just the right amount of laughs. Um, I was like, I got done. I was like, I was very satisfied with that. Kind of bummed. I was like, I could have used like maybe 20 more minutes. But all right, whatever. There's always next week. (laughs) That's the thing. Captain America (laughs) (laughs) 4. That was the best. That ending was the best. That right. to me was the, that little buffer was made the whole thing and, you know, worth it. It's a it's a great punchline to a joke that builds the entire episode. <laughs> it's those little things. It just you just, you hear it. You know, you dismiss it, dismiss it, and then yeah, I get it. It's like, oh my god, that was perfect. That was so great. I think I hope there's more of that, like set up in the beginning of the show or somewhere in the middle, and then a boom punchline at the end. I'm like, they paid off great. Because I think Dizzy has put it best. Like, you get into an episode and you get like so involved in it, and right. all of a sudden, like it's it's done, right. and you're going, uh, right, uh, 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 right. I want more. Like, like it was like 38 minutes. Uh-huh. Fuck. Like, <laughs> can you give me another 10 or 50? Right. Yeah. I could take it. Keep going. <laughs> I could take it. I'm a big boy. <laughs> but it's just like it's perfect because it's like say you get you get so enthralled in it and all of a sudden they end it and now you got to go fuck. I gotta wait till next right. week. I was kind of like bummed. I was like, man, I kind of I like the look. I mean, I knew that people bitched about the, the the effects early on, but again, early trailer, polish it up. You know, yeah. like you know, get it, give it time. It has to marinate. And I think it worked. I think you know the Bruce Banner stuff. Stacy kind of choked up a little bit. 
Um, there's a lot of references to the friendship that Bruce and Tony had, mm. and it made Stacy sad because you know, like it's like your best friend, and he died, and she was a big Tony fan. So him, it's still like a, it's a very open wound for her, apparently. <laughs> 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 like you know, you had the helmet, and she was like, "Oh, I'm like what?" And she's like, what "The helmet." I'm like, "Oh yeah." Then the little carving on the bar, and I'm like, "Oh," and she's like, "They were like best friends." <laughs> I'm like, "Sweetheart." Like, okay? Do you need a snack or something? Because you're way emotional about this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you have anything else you like to add about? No, no, that's it. I'm because there is one more thing, Ed. Okay. <laughs> I had to brace my. You're gonna die. That's just you. You. It's it's it for you, right? Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a quick episode, Ed. <laughs> episode because Ed's gonna be like, "Hey, I'm done." Um. As you know, I play in Fortnite. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm enjoying myself. Well, Stacy has decided to download it on on the Switch, right, and start playing with me, right. Um. <laughs> now, at first, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's like fine. Like we don't really play video games together. Right. Most of the time, like again, it's kind of different. But she wants to play duos, and I'm like. Well, it's okay, it's fine. We can be a, a team, and then we go in, and we shoot other people. Right. We Actually, we had a nice string. We were like, we won like two or three or four matches in like the first few moments of, of playing, which was nice. We're like, oh, these were bonding. But my wife, I was looking for, I, I'm going to change, normally her ringtone, whenever she messaged me, is um, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do from yeah. you know, Little Mermaid. Mermaid right. Had I had the ability to change it before I walked in, I'm thinking about changing it to Leroy Jenkins. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh, baby, okay, off to the south, there's some people. Like, oh, no, wait, stop. Like, like, <laughs> like and she just. It runs right in, and I'm like, um, I, I have like a sniper rifle. I looked at my scope. I checked the area. Right. Like, okay, it looks kind of empty. Let's go. Not her. Oh, like, oh, look, there's someone out there. I think I can. I think I can pick them up. Boom, 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 boom. All right, not her. She's like, oh, there's people. Where to the south? She starts running. I'm like, do you have bullets for your gun? Did you reload before you jumped in there? Did you like, like, you got like, baby, you gotta be prepared because there's. Because there's been a couple times where we've, she's Leroy Jenkins us into like an eight person firefight and everyone's shooting at us. <laughs> like, I, it's they're a team. They're there's five team. people down there, a team of five. And you're like, right. oh goddamn! It's like everyone's playing duos. It's like, oh, my friends are playing your friends, and we're all like, yeah, we're gonna run, woo! And I'm like, sweetheart, you just gotta stop. Or what she also does too is if I'm getting shot at, right? I'm like, babe, I'm getting shot. And she's like, oh, no, you're not shooting my man, right? And she's like, I'm coming, baby. That's right. You take shots of my man. You got to And I'm like, I should just record her and just play it for the show. Just here's what here's what a normal night it's for. Like, she was kind of mad at me because I was kind of snippy with her while we were playing. I just, she wasn't really, I always say she was doing her own thing. And I... This week and this week and next week, or over the next course of the next two weeks, <clears throat> there has been a co collaboration with Dragon Ball Z and Fortnite. Uh, now, I don't watch the, sh- the cartoon, right. not at all. 
But I do know that if you get seven um, Dragon Balls, uh, Sharon, the the dragon, Mm -hmm. shows up and you can make a wish, right? Right. Well, they have these little quests that you can do during the course of the week to try one a day to try to get all seven Dragon Balls. And if you get them, you get the dragon as a glider. So like when you jump out of the bus and you start gliding down to your spot, you can ride him like a surfboard. Like, woo, look at me. I'm on. What's his face? Yeah. Yeah. So clearly, I want tchotchkes. That's my thing. So I'm trying to work at those goals. And some of those, like obviously, as I need, like tonight when I go home, I'm probably going to get the seventh ball. Possibly because it's been a week. Okay, you know, they they had like two, I think two balls the first day, (laughs) and then every day they've dropped another one. (laughs) Dropping the The balls, (laughs) you know. And then while you're doing those these little quests, you get these power ratings, and then they have like these little tchotchkes. It's like, oh, like you know, um, when you get to this point, like uh, when you get to like 15 million power, you get like the little ah, little thing glows up around them, like you're powering up. You can either flat out buy them or you can earn them. And I've been earning. I need like one, like one more quest in order to be able to pay off by the, the last of them. I'm like, mm. oh, I'll get that easily. No big deal, you know. But they usually do be fine. Right. <clears throat> However, as I said, mentioned Stacy's also now a <laughs> a Fortnite gamer. <laughs> she'll she'll probably play a little tonight. She's actually trying to talk the girls at work because a couple of the girls are like, "Oh, I play Fortnite sometimes." She's trying to talk them all into playing all of us together so we can become a squad. <laughs> Charlie's Angels, right? Sean's well, Angels. Well, Stacy's uh, one of our one of her coworkers, Claire. She says she's a PC gamer. She's played it on the PC, and her boyfriend has also played Fortnite. But Claire's like, well, he's really competitive. And Stacey's like, oh, you don't know competitive until you play against me, right? <laughs> Stacey's like, ah, there was a time we were playing a board game, and I took myself out because I knew it was going to take Sean out too. <laughs> like, if I'm losing, I'm taking everybody with me. <laughs> So I'm like, well, I guess if we get to two of them, we can become like a squad, you know. And then she's like, well, there's also you know, a G, Gianna, she wants to join us. And I'm like, all right, fine. It's, it's a thing. Like, all right, well, if you can get them all on, on, if you can get them all online at the same time, well, I guess we'll all like peruse. So she might try that tonight <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm here. <laughs> so just like, it's just, but because she's already spent money on the game. Like she bought the season pass too, just like I did, right. because you know she's like, oh well, this seems like this seems like a decent deal. Like if I don't like it, I can just cancel it next month. Like that's exactly my plan. Truth is, though, I'm actually enjoying myself, so I'm gonna probably let it slide another month. You right. know, um, at the 26th, my payments due. Pfft, all right, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I'm like, all right, um, but sh- there was this moment where now I'm gonna keep my it's not a joint account, Ed. She has her own account, and and I have my own account, right? right? Well, there's a moment the other day where there is a duo. There, it was during um, one season. It was like called the Raven Pack. Guy, girl, dressed all in black. They look like they look like you know, just look like ravens kind of thing. Not like birds. Like you're not walking around going, you know. We just have like you know like we're, we're all dressed all in black. We have hoods. Our eyes kind of glow. You can't see, really see our face. It's, they're kind of cool looking, right? Stacey's like, we need to get that. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, so we can play together. We can be, you know, we can look, we can, we can, we can look like. And I'm like, you don't like it when we dress alike when we go out. 
Like if I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt, you're not wearing a Star Wars shirt, even if it's the exact opposite Star. You don't like when we match. Why do you want to buy like? Why do you want us to do that? She's like, I think it would look cool. I was running around shooting. It's online. She's like, she doesn't really see me. She see my character, my avatar. Right. They don't know what I look like. They don't know that I'm sitting next to my husband. You know, we're running around looking like crows. You know. So she bought the female version. And I'm like, okay, that's great. It was like 2,000 V-Bucks. So she, you know, paid, I guess, you know, like if you pay like 20 bucks, you get 2,800 V-Bucks. Right. So, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I like, uh, okay. She's like, you know, by the guy. I'm like, I guess I have no choice. The problem, Ed, is, is that her character, when you jump out of the bus and you're flying down, you have these trails, uh-huh. like, you know, air trails. Well, hers are black and they have like spell, like, like every once in a while, like a feather would fly off. Like you're like, you know, it looks kind of cool. Right. And I'm like, my character doesn't get that. Like my my generic guy. When I buy him, it's him and a, a backpack that I never wear because I don't. They're called back blings, by the way. Very rarely do I wear them because they don't have no real function right. other than like you know you know for visual aids. And I'm like, well, Spider Man because I have Tom Holland Spider Man, right? I don't. He doesn't need to have the big spider on the back of his shirt because you know like like on the like it's like big. Right. Like everyone knows who he fucking is and doesn't look like him. So I'm not wearing it. In Vader doesn't need the little droid that follows, you know, like the little, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's searching for on Hoth. Yeah. He, there's a little one that sits like on Vader's back and I'm like, probe droid. Probe droid. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you very much. Ares, I'm like, there. he doesn't need, not once has he had that strapped to his back in the entire movie. He ain't wearing it. Right. Plus, he's got a cloak. How stupid is to have a cape and then something attached to the cape, right? right. You know? And then I also realized, too, as much as I wanted Vader, it's kind of silly to play as Vader because it's, you run around shooting guns as Vader. Pop, 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 pop. Pop, 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 Like, I get Indiana Jones. I get the Blade. I, you know, I can probably get away with, you know, Ghost Rider. But I'm dressed as Spider-Man. I feel a little silly because Tom Holland's so sweet and innocent. I just can't see him shooting people in the face like, like I do. You know? <laughs> Some of the, obviously, the more um, Fortnite-based characters, obviously, they're designed to run around and shoot guns. But, right. you know, when you get to, like, Wolverine shooting a pistol, I'm like, yeah, it's not really Wolverine. Like, I, don't, I have the skin, but I don't think I'm going to use him. Right. <laughs> so, like, now I, I also bought, like, <laughs> this alien character that has, like, the, all these different combinations of, like, skin tones and outfits. But I re- basically came in as gray. And in the men in black suit, it's like a men in black suit. He's got sunglasses and he runs around. And he's shooting guns. I'm like, he looks fucking ridiculous. But you know, <laughs> you're talking about like the alien from Alien. No, I'm talking about like you think think gray, big eyes alien. Oh, right? the, like, the, like the, have you ever seen the movie Paul? Yeah, he, he kind of looks like Paul from the movie Paul. Like, <laughs> but he's wearing a men in black outfit. Right, he's got a, a suit, mm-hmm. men in black suit on. Like you know. Oh, or I could, awesome. or, or I could give him like uh, what do you call it, um, <laughs> like uh, Bermuda shorts and like a, a farmer's tan. Yeah. So he can run around like a, like a backward baseball cap with headphones on. Like I make him look goofy, but I prefer the the this business suit, this the attire of you know. <laughs> That's funny. So like, but it's hysterical watching Stacy play. Like, and of course, like when the. Problem is, is because we were playing duos, when one of us goes down, um, we kind of crawl. You know, we can kind of crawl to the other person. You have to kind of stand over the person and heal them to bring them back. Right. Or if I get killed, I drop a little like 
data card that she needs to run over and plug it into um, um, like a, a it looks like a serial killer van except like a party bus. You plug it in there, I guess, and you bring me back. Okay. You've not yet been able to do that because the moment I'm down, she's dead like 30 seconds later. Because she, <laughs> she becomes your Samity Sam just shooting wildly. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. I'm like... <sighs> Oh, baby, baby, I got him, I got him, I got him. I'm like, yeah, but the person... Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> hey, look, we came in 37th. That's great. <laughs> you know, like, I, to me, it's like I'm not... We actually won together as a duo last night. And, of course, we were products. She got the last kill. Yeah. You know, um, the person knocked me out. But then she got the... Should we get these like, little crowns? Like, you know, she was really happy because it's the first time she won one. Yeah. And we went together the next round. And then, you know, you... If you win again, you get like a special emote and like a little thing. Like it's it's a it's a thing, right? right. And you kind of you kind of want to. That's a goal. So as she's playing, she's we're getting. That's when we got like our ass handed to us, like real close to the end, because you know the the thing shrinks as you're going. Right. Um, and we were out in the open, and all of a sudden there was like two people over there and two people over here, and they're all shooting at us. And I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, just run, just get out of here. Let's go somewhere and like recover. And she's run as we're running away. She's like, "Is this what it's like to wear the crown? This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> like, you become a target. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, no one else can see it that we we have it. But if we get killed, we drop it, and that and the person's like, "Oh shit!" And they pick it up and they hopefully go to the end of the thing and they get like a special. Right. They, they get, get a little that. tally onto their special emote, and that's kind of like it's bragging rights thing. Yeah. But, of course, you want to keep on to that as long as you can. But she was mad because she's like, this is not fair. Why are we getting shot at? I'm like, because it's the game? <laughs> like, maybe if you'd stop running in. Like, I go, oh, look, there's a person to the... And as soon as I say there's a person to the left, you're already off running. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a stare. I'm like, great. Now my wife's like a gun-toting Fortnite player. And she, when this all started, she was like, oh, great, I lost my husband to Fortnite when I first did it on my vacation. <laughs> she got all sassy about it. I'm like, I, I mean, it's just a game. I'm enjoying myself. Isn't that kind of a point? But now she's all like, babe, we can we get a couple rounds in before I go to bed? I'm like, <laughs> she actually played a round before we went to work. <laughs> like, we, she's, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm getting around in. She's playing on the TV. I'm like, you're going to play Fortnite? Like, baby, it's like 9 o'clock in the morning. And she's like, I don't have to be working until 12. And I'm like, Okay. Only, only the pussies are playing. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, this is the idea. All kids are playing probably at this point. And I am. Everyone else is at their job. You know? She's like, I'm going to wreck house. <laughs> she gets knocked out by a 12-year-old. That's what, I, you know, that's what I always say. Like, when we got killed, I'm like, Chan. Because I, my argument is when you there's like a holding room on the island and you just kind of like you can sit there and just patiently wait. I usually do. I got like this spinning fire thing. I just my, I keep my own entertainment, right? Some people's own entertainment is running around picking up some of the guns that are laying around and start shooting other people in the face. It doesn't affect the game at all. When right. you land, you're still at full health. It, there's no advantage to picking up a gun and shooting someone in the face. They just have them laying around for whatever reason. And I was like, you just know that that's a, that's a kid playing. Because right. only a kid would be like, pop, 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 pop. Just run around and shoot you in the face. Be like, pop, 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 pop. And you're just like, ugh. And I just sit there. I have a little popcorn email. Like I pop down in a chair and I got a big tub of popcorn. And I just got to. <laughs> so I do that while, while they're doing it. Like, 
Oh, this is entertaining. Oh, look, there's the Joker. There's John Wick. Oh, there's Vader. Oh, there's Indy. Like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, that guy's got the Batman skin. I almost bought that one. I can't wait to consider that one comes around again. Like, it's just kind of the ground. But while I'm doing this, there's some, you know, kid going with a shotgun, bang, bang, bang in my face. And I'm like, what's your name, kid? Because I hope I see you on the field. I'm going to take my shotgun, turn it sideways, shove it up your candy ass, and pull the trigger twice. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't want no none of this smoke. <laughs> so uh, that's what I've been doing this week. <laughs> what about you? What have you done? Uh, well, I did say I, I did play She Hulk. I did play She Hulk. Paint myself all green, put a wig on, yeah, put, put some lipstick did, on, did, did the, dim the lights, dim the, the candles. <laughs> play. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so I like I said, I watched She Hulk, so I enjoyed that. Um, I also watched uh, the director's cut of Rocky Four. Oh, you watched Rocky it, huh? Rocky Chicago, yes. Okay. Wednesday night, Sipon and I watched this film. And um, I watched it. <laughs> no, it was... I mean, it's, it, I'm going to say as far as the Rocky saga goes, it wasn't like the best Rocky movie. It happens to be the most iconic because I think it's the, if, you, if I could change, you could change, we right. all could change, and you got, I live in America. Uh, uh, de- 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 de. <laughs> I want to live in America. This my James Brown. <laughs> I want you. Terrible. Tell me, it's dead accurate to the movie from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> It's nation. It's nation. I know, but if we, nation, the nation. Nation, the nation. Like, what's he saying? I don't know. It's James Brown. Just pop your head. It's, like, it's, it's, it's killing it out there. Like, Does he know it's a movie? <laughs> Sliding across the thing. I want you. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, um, what was more interesting actually is the feature heads in this movie <coughs> because what they what they did was the, the the major difference they did in the movies was they cut out the robots completely from the movie. They cut out the big robot that Paulie the <laughs> Paulie's guy, birthday gave. Why? They wanted to make it a more serious movie. <laughs> it's Rocky Four. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, the, there's. I serious. learned something. I learned something from the from the feature ads oh, that I, I have no <laughs> nothing that I didn't know about Sylvester Stallone. He always considers himself a dramatic actor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it's, well, Rocky is a dramatic movie, and he. I mean, let's face it. Ever when he was in Copland, it was a Copland. Yeah, Copland. Copland. He got like, I mean, he got chunky for that role. And everyone's like, oh my God, he really can act. He's really good in that movie. And you're like, well, he's been known to act. He just chooses to go the, I would say, the route of least resistance. You go for the action flick because that's where you're going to get the, ba- the major bucks. Right. Everyone wants to see the, you're going to punch you in the face like a gun turn. Hey, crime's a disease and I'm the cure. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like Cobretti. That's a great movie. It's a popcorn movie. 
I'm walking out of that movie, I'm going like, yeah, my life has not changed once, but that car scene was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not going like it. I mean, granted, Rocky Five has, I feel like the, you know, you get hit hard is not how it's winning's done. You know, that whole speech, yeah. you know, I'm not like, hard, you get up and move, keep moving forward. That's, that's how winning's done. You know, you're like, I'm like, I, I like that speech. That's a good, like, little, good, I mean, I'm like, I can. I'll I'll have that hang up on a wall. <laughs> like if I had a, an office that needed a motivational poster, that would be it. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, but that's not four. Four is like if I could change, you could change, we all could change. Like I, Rocky solves all the world's problems in a fight. Right, and it, it, it was it was it they 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 modified things in a certain way to make it different. There was a speech. In the beginning, not the beginning. Well, they the well before uh, Apollo Creed fights Drago. Uh-huh. They're they're in their Rocky and Apollo are in their dressing room. Right, they're, they're doing like a serious kind of talk. Like, you know, you shouldn't do this. Remember, it's just a regular old fight. You know, how to win this one. Right, right. Yeah, they feel like tough and nails. Oh, I never eat that stuff. What? <laughs> snails. I never eat snails. I didn't say snails. I said nails. It's like, it's those nails. He's like, oh, okay. And then it's just like, he's like, don't throw in the towel, Rock. This is all we got. Right, you right. know, this, this is, is all. This is it. Don't throw in the towel. Don't right. promise me you won't throw in the towel. So they took that out, right? To the uh-huh. whole tail scene. Because that was, to me, that was like, that speech set up the towel. Right. Like right. With him throwing in the towel. Like right. He didn't want to do. And, so, you know, Rock, Apollo's like, don't do it. Like, that sets up that. So they re edit the whole thing where Rocky picks it up, like, way too late. To throw it in, oh. and and they have a like kind of like a flashback moment of that speech, oh. you know, without the nail snails oh. part, you know, type of thing, like you know, like yeah, right. you know, it's all we got. That it, it was it was weird because like I, like what I was saying to to sip on, I was like, I'm like I'm like you're so used to Rocky Four because there were three movies that I watched a thousand times, and the reason why is because back in the day when Rocky Four came out, we got our VCR. Right. In the family, you know, because right. back then technology wasn't as accessible as it was right. then. So somebody gave us a tape, and there's three movies uh-huh. that are on there that we watched. You get thousands. The Nausea, right. The Nausea, you know, which was uh, Bill Cosby himself was a stand up comedian. Uh, okay, all right. It was uh, Roxanne uh, with uh, uh, Steve uh, Martin. Steve Martin yeah. and, and uh, Daryl Hannah. Yeah, and then Rocky Four. Okay. So those were the three movies. That was it. Yeah, and we've I've watched Rocky Four so many times. Right. It's like I could tell you every line, and, uh-huh. you know, man, I don't know. It's been, it's been years since I've actually seen the movie. Wait, it's one of those movies where you can kind of like, as you're watching it, you can go. Yeah, I can do it. Every line, you can then you can kind of like talk along with it. Right. Like, oh yeah, but yeah. if I turn the sound off, you're lost. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You just start going. If I could, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, to me, it was like watching this film was so weird because, like I said, they they took out the robot scene, which was kind of bizarre. But it made it. It did make it more of a of a dramatic movie. They the beginning of it. They right. added the two fights. They added the fight where he loses to uh, Mr. T or Cobbler Lang. Right. That's yeah, it, all the Rocky movies end with the last fight from the previous movie. Right. So that get he buttoned in the two. Um, Mr. T fights? Yeah, both Mr. T fights. He put one and then he did a whole thing. They were like, you know... Uh, they didn't do a montage. The, no, they did it. Yeah, they did <laughs> a montage. montage. They put they put in the scene where, you know, uh, um, 
Apollo comes to him and basically, right. you know, tells him right. the warriors. Yeah, the, the tiger. Right. We're gonna run on the beach. Right. You know. So they do all that, and then right. he fights and wins, uh-huh. and then Rocky right. Four begins. Basically, right. you need to kind of re re show the friendship that Apollo and Rocky had, especially if you're gonna go with like you know, hey, there might be somebody who doesn't know this movie, right? Because now with Creed being popular, you need to have. I kind of feel like Rocky went back to the well in this one, so because Creed's popular and he needs to submit, you know, like, hey, this is if you if you like Creed, here's the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the idea though was that the fact that was he was like, I always wanted to go back. He goes, I did it because he. It was a paycheck. Basically, yeah, it was. It was like he was something he needed to do, and he did it. And then he went back, and he goes, "I regret." Because he goes, there's so much that I know now right. that if I knew now, like then, you know, then it would be if a lot you, different. If I knew now what I knew back then, I would be more Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that he says he was he felt horrible that he killed off Apollo. He's like he's like now he goes he regrets that. That's the one of the regrets he's made in this really? movie. He he figured he would have him crippled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill you. I'll just break your back, <laughs> and you won't be able to walk again. So it was the idea that he would be like the mentor, like kind of thing to Rocky, right? Like, you right, know, right. Like, like uh, Mickey was kind of like thing. He'd be his Professor X, right? You know, kind <laughs> he of he comes real wheeling in. Rocky, you know what you need? You need the eye of the tiger. I'm gonna make you run <laughs> a lot. You know why? Because I can't. Because you put me in that goddamn ring. <laughs> Told you not to throw in the towel. But <laughs> so he goes. But he goes though. If if that happened, Rocky Five probably wouldn't have happened. Right, right. Rocky it Balboa would never happen. Apollo uh, uh, Creed, Creed probably would never, never would have happened. happened. Right. So he said. He said the event. These those events would have changed. He goes. He goes. Rocky Five probably would have happened, but it would have been a lot different than what we had. Right. And then he says, I don't know about Balboa or, or right. the future after right. that. But he goes. You know that's. But it, it was just funny to hear him say that. <laughs> like he always thought himself as a dramatic actor. Yeah, I always thought myself as a dramatic actor. If you look at all my other films, I you know I know to act. I nom- I won an Oscar. I'm nominated for another Oscar. I'm an Oscar. I'm an Academy Award winner. <laughs> he is. <an> Oscar. <laughs> I mean, you can't take that with me. He's an Academy Award winning actor slash writer slash director. Yep. I don't think he didn't win an Oscar for acting, but he definitely won it for the screenplay for Rocky. Yeah, you know. So I mean, he's he's got he's got the his first time out too. You know, so <laughs> it was a, right away you knew you're going. Oh, my first time winning. My, this acting's going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> first time making a movie, I write it and I win an Oscar. I'm easy street. What's my next? I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write Rocky two. <laughs> I mean, I don't win an Oscar. Um, we'll rock Rocky three. <laughs> Well, that don't win an Oscar either. Um, I know. I'm going to make Rocky Four. I'm going to make it give me to mean something. I'm going to make people feel something. I'm going to kill a pilot. I should really cripple him, but uh, they'll just kill him off. And I'll have this big guy, and you know, I'll bring world peace to everybody because you know the height of the real Cold War, and yeah, I'll make it real powerful. And real, and nothing. I'm just going to here. Here's Cool Brady. <laughs> I'll make another Rambo movie. And maybe people will like that. I'll write and direct my own Rambo movie. <laughs> yeah. They didn't like that either. Uh, I guess I'll just I'll lay back a little bit. I'll go open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friends. Schwarzenegger and Willis. We're going to call Planet Hollywood. 
<laughs> you know, see where that goes. <laughs> well, that, didn't, that doesn't do so well. What do I need to do? <laughs> I can't get these people to love me. I got one spot in all the United States. Love me. People in Philadelphia. They even have a statue for me. <laughs> sure it was a prop, but... <laughs> they moved it where? <laughs> they put it where? <sighs> well, I still got that. Wait, they're doing... They're doing a Creed movie? <laughs> what? <sighs> Gotta be part of it. I got some ideas. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God, it's great. Rocky, how can about Sly? Why didn't you kill yourself? You know, if you would have killed yourself, you probably would have won the Oscar. Well, now you tell me. <laughs> I can't go back. I, I, you know what? The one time I wanted to kill a character, I didn't. And I did it again twice. <laughs> I had to really follow my instincts more. I should just start knocking people off left and right. Me. <laughs> I really think that if he would have died in the Creed, he would have won an Oscar. He was nominated. Um, or at least he, he definitely got like a lot of awards for it and a lot of recognition. If he would have just, if they would have bumped him off, give him a little Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. soon. You know, and, and, you know, be like, oh, man, he went out. That was a great swan song. Great, like, kind of like epilogue, you might say. And the whole Rocky. And then you can carry on with, you know, I feel like he just got greedy. 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 You know, I don't want to be in the sequel. Is there going to be a third one? I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be in the third one. <laughs> Don't kill me off. I'll come back in the fourth one. In the fourth one, I can't have him go. For, we'll have him fight somebody from the middle Middle East, you know. And then we'll make Creed and the biggest fighter from the Middle East fight. And then you know we'll have him go to Saudi Arabia or Iraq or Iran, and he'll train in the sand just like I did with his dad. And, and we'll make him, in the end, he'll have his own little, if I could change, you could change speech, it'd be like Rocky IV all over again, except with Creed. <laughs> Creed IV. <laughs> we'll call it Creed, Creed IV, the sands of time. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, so did you enjoy the movie, though? I guess, you know. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was interesting. I mean, I, I, I said, to him, I don't know if I'd watch it again. Like, that's, oh. it's, it's it's one of those type of things where, like, I'd have to watch it with somebody else and go, was I wrong? Like, you know, like, like, right, right, right. like was, was was this not as good as the original? You know, well, like, maybe, I, maybe you're looking back through rose-tinted glasses. Yeah, it's true. Because you're going, when I saw Rocky Four, I saw it in the theaters. I was, how, what, 15, 16? I don't know. How old were you? Uh, 12. Jeez. But you already come out? <laughs> I don't know. Don't um, I would say uh, 84, 84, 85. Uh, my, I wanna, it feels like Def, uh, it's looking it up. I want to say 86. 86. It'll be 86, idiot. And, and it, it, yeah. I, I, what? You should have stuck with 85. Damn. It was just losing. <laughs> Still, I was okay. 13. All right, I was 15. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, 15 year old Sean going to see Rocky IV. I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. It's Rocky. So, going back, uh, um, I know it's corny because everyone in the world has told me it's corny. And even I've seen it in the future, not, you know, in the future, and I've seen it <laughs> as an adult. Like, I have the Rocky, I guess, the Rocky movies on Blu ray, and I watch them because, you know, it's fucking Rocky movies. Yeah. I'm from Philadelphia. I kind of feel like it's. If you're born and raised in Philadelphia, you have to see at least one Rocky movie. 
The first one. I think it's, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it's like, you read a son, you've come to reach a certain point of age in your life, and I'm going to show you the thing that means the most to all of us Philadelphians, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you know, this was like the birthplace of America, the Declaration of Independence was signed here. We can go see that building, the Liberty Bell, all this colonial, historical stuff. It's all right, Rocky. <laughs> We don't got much, son. What we got is Rocky. <laughs> you know? Local hero. Dad, he's not even real. <laughs> Shh, don't you besmirch the name of Rocky Balboa in this household. So help me God, I will kick you out of this house. <laughs> Dude, how'd you get the shadow dad hit me? What? What for? I said Rocky 3 wasn't a good movie. <laughs> <gasps> Yo, you're lucky you walked away from that one. <laughs> we got one hero in the city of Philadelphia, son, and his name is Rocky Balboa. His name is Rocky. No, not the squirrel. The fighter. <laughs> I bought it. I haven't yet to watch it. I'm going to have to watch it now. <laughs> I'm saying it's serious. <laughs> they made it more serious, and it's like, I don't know how you could have done it, but they did it. <laughs> so basically, he Zack Snyder his own movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is, you have to really watch the featurettes of this. This That's, to me, made the There's movie. There's like three features I was really fascinated in, because I'm like, oh, they added bonus features to this Because they were showing the difference between the fighting scenes, because he's, he's like so into like fighting, I guess, that he shows you, like, now when he's swinging his arm like this, it should be more down. So I want to tilt the camera. Uh, well, yeah, he went to try to make it as realistic and make sure you were in there. I mean, there, Sylvester Sloan's been known to, when he's doing Rocky films, to want real punches. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure, I think he probably broke his nose or something there in this movie. Well, he, 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 he you know, he, he talked about the, the Rocky IV that, uh-huh. that uh, what do you call it, hit him in the chest. Oh, okay. And, he, and his heart grew because it's a oh, collision. Oh, three sizes, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> and next you know, I was giving all the kids in Whoville Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> I get punched in the chest and my heart grew. Because they they said that happens if you if you get into like a head on collision, you your body hits right, the right, steering right. wheel. Right. You know that's why they put the airbag there because right. it stops it softens the blow and because your heart can expand, you could die from right. it. You know, right, right. everything. So he said that night he was running to the hospital and they were you know down. But he he was like he was like that's how real is because he wants it though. He goes right. he's fine with it. He was like you know hey, you hit me as hard as you can right in the chest. I can take it. I'm a Give me the husband. <laughs> <laughs> Thought my chest was as hard as that statue in Philadelphia. <laughs> that was that statue. They moved it again? <sighs> Where is it now? Some guy's basement. What <laughs> <laughs> case anybody who lives outside the state of Pennsylvania or City of Philadelphia? It's at the art museum. It's at the art Not museum. at the top of the stairs where you think it would be. That's where it was. It used to originally. be for a little while. Then people were like, that's not art. That's a movie prop. Put it by the spectrum where he had his final fight. Okay, we'll do that. Now, that's where I saw it a lot of times because I used to go to Spectrum for concert. Right. right. You, you walk go, by it. You walk by it. You go, hey, what's up, Rocky? You know, hey, hey. Me, I'm number one. Right? And then all of a sudden, Spectrum's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to blow this place up. What are we going to do with the statue? Give it back to the art museum. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. We don't want it. 
They're like, yeah, what are we going to do with it? Uh, put it on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, we'll put it. This. First, it was on top of the stairs and off to the side. Yeah. So, because, you know, the art museum doesn't want people running up and down the stairs, you know, to be like, oh, look at me, I'm Rocky, <laughs> and then posing with the foot. Like, dude, that's the only way you're going to get foot traffic sometimes, dude. It's, it's slow down. It's, it's, at least appreciate it. Right. You know, we're Philadelphians. We're not art connoisseurs. <laughs> yes, it is the first art museum of the country, but cut us some slack. We'd rather run upstairs and go, oh, did it, Adrian, and take a photo of me, and I'm done. I'm tired. I'm going to go walk around that building. There's art in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. I forget which one. I, I think it was the first, the first Creed movie. First Creed movie. Yeah, he mentioned, he's like, there's art in there. <laughs> I didn't know there was art in He's going, let's go to the museum. I didn't know there was art in <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> how brilliant was that? So, uh, <laughs> so did you? I did buy some movies out of this week. Yeah, I, I bought a, quite a few actually. Oh. Yeah, so I was, uh, I went a little crazy because uh, there was, <laughs> there was like, a lot of five dollar movies this week. <laughs> right. So I, I was went a little crazy. I only too. picked up a couple. I really actually because uh, you yeah, two of them were eight dollar ones and two of them were five dollar. I picked up that one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so one of the five dollar ones was the Jingle All the Way. It's a Christmas movie uh, with Schwarzenegger. It's, it's it's him and Sinbad. Sinbad trying to fight over an action figure. Yes, <laughs> the perfect nerd Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> right. So, and then of course uh, Dodgeball unrated. That's, I, the, I, that's the one I picked. <laughs> it's been on my wish list for a while. I'm like, it's unrated. Uh, it's five bucks. Fuck it, I'll buy it. Right. Now I I've been eyeing this up. This is the like, t- eight box. It was it was seven ninety nine. Oh, I, I was splurging like, a little bit. Splurging a little bit because it's like it's it it never dips down to five bucks. It, it, like ten right, and then right. like, down to eight. Now of course when I buy it, it's going to be in the five dollar. Right now I'm like, yeah, I guess what? I bought Tank Girl for five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sarah gets was also eight bucks. Uh, okay, that's a good movie. That's what I keep trying to take it to get you to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't watched it. But I figured if I get it digitally, maybe I'll <laughs> right. I'll be easy. Watch it with sip on one night. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. I thought the movie was really good. So I did pick up some. Oh, physical, I picked up some physical, physical media, media too. too. Oh, oh. This is what I just picked up last night because I, I have the original or uh, the first one. This is Sonic Two, uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I I don't have the first one. And I almost bought it at Target. Is the dual pack for like thirty bucks? But then when I got home, I saw Voodoo was selling the dual pack for twenty. And I'm like. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't got the twenty dollars to spend right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the Jurassic World Dominion act just is came it out. the extended? Oh, the extended, extended edition! Oh, someone had some extra bucks to spend. <laughs> it was on sale. <laughs> and what else you get? Uh, this one never made it to the United States. It's called Gen Thirteen. Oh, it was based on the comic book. Yes. It's based off of an independent comic book that was written. Uh, and what I find fascinating is the fact is is that. This movie is a Warner Brothers movie. Okay. And it was distributed internationally. Oh, it, it, we're learn some of the kids strap in. By Buena Vista. Buena Vista's own. Disney. Disney, right. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like, like the a- first <laughs> Disney, uh, Disney, uh, 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 DC or uh, Warner Brothers collaboration. Where did you get this? Online? Yeah, online. I found it, uh, I think it was on. Uh, Caitlin Fairchild goes from simple teen to super powered soldier in his animated adventure. Based on the popular comic book series Gen 13, introduces Caitlin Fairchild, a mild-mannered teenager. I never thought she was a teenager. She does not look like a teenager. Sorry. Uh, Who was offered a place in an institute for gifted children. She soon learns, however, that the institute is really a military facility, driven by a more nefarious motive for recruiting its members. After suddenly developing incredibly enhanced abilities, that's what you're calling them? 
<laughs> Caitlin rebels against the program with the aid of newfound friends Grunge and Freefall. Also two girls, by the way. Uh, there seems to be twists and turns at every corner for Caitlyn. There are some in the military who want to help her, others who want to use her, and a deadly enemy linked to her shrouded past. Special features, uncut and uncensored version, Ed, mm -hmm. from the limited European and Australian video release never officially released in the U.S. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. English uh, language and sub uh, subtitle, blah, 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 full screen aspect. Interactive menus and scene jump previews and trailers of other Imix Comics collection titles. I remember I, th um, uh, who's the artist? Um, Eric Larson. Is it Eric Larson? I know it's it's um, it's it's an Im they were an Image comic. Yeah, yeah. So it was Jim Lee, um, Eric Larson, Tom Tom McFarlane. Mm. Um, I just don't remember which one. Drew this one. Drew thirteen. Yeah, I know. It, it, I know it wasn't. Um, I don't think it's Jim Lee because the, the art style looks. And I know it's definitely not. What do you call it? It's definitely not Todd. <laughs> well, it's based on Gen, like I said, Gen thirteen by Jim Lee. Is it Jim Lee? Brandon Cho and J. Scott Campbell. J. Scott Campbell. That's the artist. Okay. All right. Okay. Because uh, yeah, if that's yeah. It looks like I have some of his artwork. At home, and I'm like, yeah, okay. I uh, did you watch it yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. I just got it uh, in the mail not too long ago. Okay, it was, it was brand new through uh, eBay. They still have a few copies left. If you oh. if you look on eBay, it's Gen 13. How much was it? You don't want me asking. Uh, ten dollars. That's not too bad. Yeah, so I figured, well, yeah. for ten bucks, yeah. why not? Yeah, yeah. really. Um, Your penis has probably some nasty words in it. Yeah, I don't uh -huh. think there was ever nudity in the cartoon, but you know, I mean, the comic. It's like, I don't know. Oh, oh, no. Gee, Sean. You know, you just told me, just, shit, I just wasted 10 bucks. <laughs> Take my line, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Gotta be quicker. <laughs> I think I, I might have bought like one or two of the comics. Because it was very, very James Bondish, right? Except with women. Oh, the the other Charlie's thing I Angels. Too. The other thing I wanted to add was too is the fact that two of the voice actors. One is Mark Hamill. Oh, okay. And he plays the one of the principals, uh, one of the leaders of the school. Oh, okay. And the guy who's investigating a thing is part part of the group called Gen Twelve. Uh huh. Is uh, the I forget the captain's name, but it's he is uh, his voice is John Delancey from Star Trek Next. Oh, he's Q. Yes. Okay. So you got Star Trek, Star Wars. Oh, coming together yeah, right. to be voice workers. Oh, oh. imagine that. <laughs> All right. Because they've done it in Star Wars. I mean, they've they've put Star Trek character right. voices in like the Clone Wars cartoon series mm -hmm. and all that. But this is made in '98, so it was like I think the one of the first collaboration. Okay. So. All right. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So fun fact. Fun toy right. fact for you. I I bought Dodgeball again because I was like it's on my list. I was like oh, it's five bucks unrated. Yeah. All right. Bye. You know I was. Uh, I also, though, I'm worried about Jackie Chan. <laughs> I'm just saying it because I don't know why, but lately I've been kind of buying Jackie Chan movies. I bought Rumble in the Bronx uh -huh. just recently, and I brought I bought the um, uh, something with the Flying Daggers. I think it's it's with him and Jet Li. Um, he that plays the Flies and Daggers. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I bought that one just not because it was five bucks, and I'm like, I don't know why. I'm just buying the Jack. I also bought like the R R Rush Hour trilogy not too long ago. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like I'm, I'm like scooping up all the, the Jackie Chan movies I'm going I hope he's okay 
Like, <laughs> I mean, he's still alive. I'm, I'm, I'm just, fine as food. I hope he's okay. Right. Because I'm a more of them. I know. I know. It's not that. It's just, I'm starting to think, like, am I getting a collection of Jackie Chan movies so I can go, like, you know what? You guys are now all buying Jackie Chan. I was there before he passed. <laughs> Because I think I speaking of speaking of Jack, Jackie Chan, um, Shanghai Shang, Shanghai Noon and uh, Shanghai Nights. Nights, yes, with uh, uh, Owen Wilson. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Are they five bucks? I think they're five bucks a piece. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I, love, look, I wasn't that much of a fan. I felt like it was it was it was Rush Hour without Chris Tucker and in the Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed Shanghai New. Shanghai Nights, I don't remember. I, I remember seeing it once. Oh, no, well, it's, it's only $8. It's, uh, it's okay. $7.99. It's Nights with a KN. Right. Because like, they they go to Europe, I think. Yeah. But, you know, there's still like Cowboy and, and like, you know, not Cowboy. Not Cowboy. <laughs> I did like him in uh, uh, Jack Chan in Around the World in 80 Days. They right, did with the movie. Schwarzenegger thing. Yes. Yeah. And... No, no, not oh, no, okay. that's Forbidden Kingdom or oh, something. Right. No, no, no. This is a Disney movie. It's around the world, shady days where the, a man goes around the world in eighty days. A hot air balloon. Yes. Okay. And uh, Jack- that's the title. That's <laughs> the title. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> does he make it? I don't know. It's called Around the World in Eighty Days. I think he did it in like eighty two. <laughs> they lied. Oh, did they? <laughs> Shanghai Nights is also seven ninety nine. Sorry, eight bucks a piece. All right. Um, I, I I like Shanghai New. I actually had it and I I traded it in. I had it physically oh. many years ago when I was needing money and I traded it right. in. I made a mistake and I kind of like regret that now. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah but now you buy both of them for you know sixteen dollars for the whole for both of them and you're like yeah nah fuck it ain't five bucks I ain't buying it. <laughs> I have limits here. <laughs> I got limits. They, they, I'll what? buy you know an Australian import for ten. Hopefully, I'll see some them them cartoon titties. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. It's uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Mark Hamill and John D- John Delancey are in it, so you know it's going to be quality either way. <laughs> quality titties. Maybe I don't know. I guarantee you there'll be a shit in there. I mean, not not an actual shit. Some will probably say shit. Because, you know, it's unrated and uncensored. <laughs> Stop giving away my secrets here, right? <laughs> anyway, um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, the last movie I saw with uh, with Jackie Jam was The Foreigner. How was that? It was that, really good. That's with him and Pierce Brosnan. Yes. I, it's, I don't want to say it's the last movie he was in because he's still acting. I think he went... I the think, last commercial movie that I remember seeing. Right. I, I really want to see that. Every once in a while I see it on the list, I'm like, I kind of want to buy it because it looks more of a, uh, funny you mentioned it, more of a serious role for Jackie Chan than an actual, like, I felt very, um, from the trailers, very, not death wishy, but definitely like, you killed my daughter, I'm going to get revenge on you. You know, apparently he's, I know he's like a super duper, not a spy, but like an ex-military well, yeah, he he was in the Chinese military army or something like right. that. Right, and Pierce Brosnan is a bad guy, and he's in well, a- he's not really a bad guy. He he is in Parliament in England, and uh, part of the Irish group, and it was the NRA uh, right. that uh, did I say it right? Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the, for the for the for I the, think so. Yeah, for the Irish uh, uh, um, IRA, no, yeah. not IRA, IRA. No, it's maybe uh, uh, the Irish Republic Army. That's it, IRS. Sorry, not IRS. It's completely <laughs> <laughs> National Rifle Association. 
<laughs> anyway, the Irish army that they they're fighting, um, he, they kind of made a deal with England, and he's now like a secretary of the and, and secretary's like the high honors right. in the in this in this parliament, and uh, so. They find out there was an explosion, and they they realize it's one of their bombs that exploded it. So okay. he's so now Jackie Chan's what daughter was there? He was there actually. Right. He gets he but he survives, and he's trying to find out who set the bomb off. Right. So he tries to talk to uh, um, Brosnan. Brosnan and Brosnan says, "I don't know who it was." And right. Well, you know it was him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was one of it was one of his. He knew. He, was, he knew. He, he was. Pu- I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not taking responsibility for that. No, right. but it it really showed Jackie Chan as an as an old person in a way, like you know, like because right. he's supposed to be older, like you right. know, like like type of thing. Right, like, it's a movie that's that's aged with him. Right, right. Yeah, you know, type of thing. He still does some great action work in it. Sure, not, you know, not, I'm not putting anything. I'm the man works. Uh, right. Yeah, like he is a. a um, Flying monkey. <laughs> they always they always show like there's a meme on Facebook now that goes around. There's like the stunt doubles. It's like uh, you right, know, yeah, like Chris just... Hemsworth and th- other Thor and this person, this person, right. and the Jackie Page just sits by himself. Sits by himself. <laughs> like everyone's always impressed. Like oh, Tom Cruise did his own stunts in this movie, and everyone's got, every Jackie Chan fan's going amateur. <laughs> Oh he, oh, he broke his ankle in the last one? Oh, that's nice. Watch him fall from a great height and break almost every bone in his body. Just watch. He Watch him jump from this height to over here and almost miss. Oh, Tom Cruise broke his ankle. This guy fell and hit every branch on the way fucking down. And then got up, went, gave us a thumbs up as he's being carted away. That's <laughs> <laughs> insane. Like, like, watch any of Jackie Chan's movies, and especially those action ones. They'll show all the mistakes, how many times he gets hurt right. in, in a scene, how many times he's been carted off. Uh-huh. You know, like, Always giving the thumbs up, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Back to do this when I heal, you know, guy. Right. Hey, you're going, you're going. Fuck, like, like, like. How do you beat that? You right. can't, like, you right. know. And I'd like some some actors, some more the younger actors, are trying to be more like that, like kind of thing. Sure, but a lot well, of a lot of. I think that now it's it's a lot safer to be that way because I think you have you know wires and, and zip lines and things to kind of control green screens and all CGI, that kind of stuff. Yeah. A lot of CGI special work. But then you know you watch Jackie Chan for like you go yeah there was no real special effects he slid down the side of that building <laughs> like they're in with no net like right. you know if if he missed he was gone <laughs> <laughs> there was no second take right there was it was one shot it that's it you got it good let's move on because I ain't doing that again <laughs> <sighs> all right so what's coming out in video and Blu-ray then. Uh, not really too much, but th- there are some things here that that are kind of worth mentioning to you know to, okay. to everybody. Um, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this the, the best one for last time, but best okay. one in my opinion anyway. Right. For, probably not in yours, but mine anyway. But uh, Lone Lone Wolf McQuaid is coming out on Blu-ray. It's it's a re-release. It's 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 being uh, released. I think they're really now you got Chuck Norris. Uh, Chuck Norris movies. Like, now you got to worry uh, about them because right. their kids catalog has been coming up more and more right. like this thing. Uh, the Delta Force is coming out for the first time on Blu-ray, and uh, Death Wish Three is also a first time on Blu-ray. But that is uh, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, then we have uh, for the first time on Blu-ray, Fern Gully: The Last Rainforest is coming out on Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, here's some 4Ks coming out for you this week. Dirty Dancing's getting the 4K release. And, uh, I think I have an article about that. Uh, do- uh, Dog Soldiers is getting a 4K release. Oh, really? That's yeah. a good, that is a probably. It's a. I'm going to say it's not going to say foreign, but it's a British movie. 
that when I, it's about werewolves. It's I like don't a, believe you. I just like, <laughs> it's like because there's one movie. It's like it's going to be way out there. No, that is it. You're right. Yeah, it's really it. It doesn't. You don't really know it's a werewolf movie until almost halfway in, and you're like, oh my! And the werewolves were really cool in that movie. Like it, I, I was one of those. Uh, we call it uh, the guy who plays Alfred in uh, Gotham. He's in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a really good cast of British actors that you don't know. They weren't like super famous at the time, or they may have been famous over in England until right. they hit the States. But I think this movie helped them because it's really, really good. It's, it's scary, but not too scary. It, and the werewolf transformations are pretty cool. So yeah, all right. What just got? Uh, the, the also the last one for 4K was Paths of Glory. This is a 1957 film. Okay. So, um, Outer Limits season one and two individually are getting re-released on Blu-ray. Are these the original Outer Limits? Or yes, the okay. original Outer Limits. Okay. All right, and then finally, this one to me was the, the this, is, this is the 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 the, the, the what do you call it? the cherry on the top the, for the, me that you probably won't think oh this. Is, but, what is it? I thought Suburban Sasquatch is getting a Blu-ray release for the first time. Who's so Suburban Sasquatch? Suburban Sasquatch has one of our friends in the movie, Dave. Dave Sipon in the movie. <laughs> it's out. You could buy. You could buy it on. Um, an Amazon actually because I pre-ordered it from oh, Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I was like, you pre-ordered the Blu-ray edition. Of that's this? right, I did. Suburban Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yes, <laughs> for the first time, I think his first speaking role, which is oh. you know, which is kind of nice. But it's a small part. He's only a small part in it, right. but he's the one that actually sets the whole movie. Oh, so it, he's kind of like sets all in motion. Yeah. He's what they would call the uh, cartilage. Yes, in the movie because he sets up the premise exactly. Oh, so if it wasn't for him. Movie wouldn't exist. Is what you're, the whole plot right, is gone. Exactly, right. So we can all play Leonardo DiCaprio when his scene comes up. We all go, "Oh my god, <laughs> I know him." <laughs> so there you go, kids. <coughs> okay, well that's good. So that's all the movies coming out. Well, let's come down video games. Video games. Oh, Here we go. Mm-hmm. Ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnight Fright. Uh, Midnight Fight Express is developed by Jacob uh, Denzel and published by Humble Games for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch and PC. That's coming out Tuesday, the twenty third. All right. Then we have um, F1 Manager 2022, developed and published by Frontier Developments for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SNX, and PC. That's coming out Thursday the 25th. Okay, sounds like you're a manager in F1 uh, racing team. It sounds like it. All right, whatever. And then we have SD Gundam Battle Alliance, developed and published by Bandai and Namco for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SX, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out the Thursday the 25th. And then we have, I think this is the one you're looking for, Saints Row, oh, developed yeah. by Vol- Vol- Volition. I don't know. Uh, Volition, I think. Volition, thank you. Published by Deep Silver for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SNX, and PC, and that's coming out Thursday the 23rd. And then Thursday? You mean Tuesday the 23rd? Tuesday the 23rd. You said Thursday. Oh, I skipped yeah. over it. That's why. <laughs> I was, was going to give that to almost last, but I was like, no, let me go next because I thought that was on Thursday. So it's on Tuesday. It's coming out this Tuesday. Um, then we have Pac-Man World Repack, developed and published by Bandai Namco for I the guess PS4. Repack is R-E-P-A-C. That's it. <laughs> for the PS4. These the jokes right themselves, folks. <laughs> for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SX, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out Friday the 26th. And finally, Soul Hackers 2, developed by and published by Atlas for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SNX, and PC, and that's coming out Friday the twenty sixth. It's, it's that one's in like the in the um, Persona universe. Okay, yeah, you know, so it's like you know hyper stylized, 
yeah, Saints Row. Tune in next episode when Sean's going to have a review on it. <laughs> All right. Picking that up. Traded in a couple games uh, that I bought that I really I enjoyed. It's uh, Sniper Elite 5. Really enjoyed it. I got like halfway through the campaign, but it's like, hey, here's a little mission. There's no like... It's a story, but it's a story broken down into like chapters. Right. I'm like, all right, it's fun and I like it, but I, I I get like a nice big chunk out of the way, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm never gonna touch it again. <laughs> you know, and I'm at that point now, especially because <laughs> of fucking Fortnite. You know, I'm like, hey, I gotta play a game. I got a couple rounds of Fortnite. I mean, woo woo, and then they get tired. I'm like, can okay, we go to bed? With with um, Sniper Elite, it'd be like, okay, I'm gonna do this mission, and I'll spend like three hours getting you know doing the mission. And I don't, right now I don't have three hours in me anymore because I've got to go to work and doing other things. You know, got Fortnite to do, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really looking at uh, Saints Row's reboot, a reboot of the of the series. I've always enjoyed Saints Row. Mm. Um, some people are like, oh, it's just a you know, GTA ripoff. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And they know it. And that's what makes it fun because they realize that they're mocking GTA. Right. You know, I'm kind of interested in seeing how this one's going to play because it's a little bit more... I'm going to saw it's kind of like GTA 2.5. It's got the seriousness of 2, but still some of the ridiculousness of 3. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really jazzed up to play that one, Ed. <laughs> jazzed up. I'm so jazzed next, up. next week you'll see us, you know, <laughs> I'll be playing Ed. I played Saints Row this week. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> the question is, well, how much will you play Saints Row more? Or Fortnite more. That's the- well. Like I guess it. I feel like um, I'm almost done the Dragon Ball stuff because I'm like, all right. Once I get done that, okay. And then the 26. That's when my ba- um, the battle pass that I have is going to expire. I think there's going to be a new battle pass on the 17th of September. Mm-hmm. But my um, I'll get a thousand V bucks at the end of the week because that's when I my monthly subscription kicks in. Okay. I don't know if I'll get any extra characters or anything other than the thousand V bucks, but I know I'll have the battle pass for the next um, you know season, which comes out in September. So I'm like, all right, I got I got moves, Ed. So maybe I'll just lay low. It depends on what kind of packages. I usually check in like once a day and do the daily quests because if I do that, I get a nice chunk of experience points, which then helps me get these battle stars, which in turn can help me unlock things on the like the Chachki grid that I have is for a battle pass, right? Yeah. I only have, I think, well, I need to get like 200 more, I think, Battle battle Stars. I like everything from the Battle Pass, which I'm like kind of jazzed for. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, look at me working hard. Oh, that's right. Oh, pew, 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 pew. You know, I'm grinding it out. I'm doing pretty good on the grind and still enjoying myself. So, you know, I guess we'll see. Like, now part of me is like, well, I can't wait because September, I wonder what the... You know, season's going to look like, and got Halloween coming up. I'm like, kind of looking forward to that. Mm. Like, what are you going to do for Halloween? It's going to be spooky, scary stuff. Spooky, scary stuff. I mean, great. And then you know, next thing you know, you're looking down the barrel of Christmas. So you're going to go, I'm like, all right, <laughs> candy cane rifle, right? <laughs> like, oh, look, another minty pixack. <laughs> I got it. What about you? <laughs> look at me with the chats. Cause you know why? Because I bought it. <laughs> I see it I want it I bought it <laughs> I got adult money yeah kiss my ass um, <laughs> I think did I did I put this on here too uh, 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 uh. okay no I did not you sent me a what do you call it um, a news article for you news me, yeah you sent me a news article that I was I saw and I was like oh 
I'm definitely going to put that in. Um, so let's start with that one, Ed. All I don't right? remember what it was. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Ed, there's a sequel coming along that no one asked for. <laughs> and you can say there was you know, most movies. I mean, some movies you kind of go like, oh, my God, like John Wick 3. I'm looking forward to seeing, right? Yeah. I want that movie. Bill and Ted's, you know, bogus journey. Okay, the, 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 I, don't, I don't need a fourth to Bill and Ted. The face music, I think, was just enough. Okay. You know, um, but I, we watched this movie. I thought the movie was fun. I expected more out of it. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P.D. Sequels coming from Universal will be titled R.I.P.D. 2, Rise of the Damned. <laughs> if those people don't know, it's a 2013 movie uh, based on a comic book called R.I.P.D. It's like Rest in Peace Detective Agency, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starred Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges. Um, it, it, it's not exactly fine to remember by either critics or audience, but it's apparently not stopped the sequel from forging ahead in secret. According to the new MPA listing uh, via by via Bloody Disgusting, uh, the follow-up, R.I.P.D. 2, uh, Rise of the Dam, is coming, whether you want it or not. <laughs> uh, Universal has not announced the mysterious new project through any media outlets yet, and it's not new who will star, direct, or anything else that needs to get the movie made, but it seems that it already has a PG-13 rating. <laughs> uh, it has been given the rating for sequence of violence, language, and serving images, and some crude sexual references. So there you have it. Um, no one. I'm assuming. I'm assuming Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds are probably not making a comeback in this one. <laughs> I like. Here's the problem I have with the movie. I thought Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges were great stars of this movie. Uh-huh. However. The part, the plot of the movie is they need to be on Earth and they're spirits, so they have to possess the bodies of other people uh-huh. in order to do their jobs. Right. And apparently, Jeff Bridges was possessed by a beautiful woman, yeah. he, and and James uh, Ryan Reynolds was in an old Asian dude. Right. Um, the Asian dude was f- famous in his own right. I think it was. Um, well, um, I think I think he's sitting in a bunch of stuff. You're probably going to look it up right now. Um, and I remember like enjoying the movie, but they weren't really in it a lot. Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. You got to watch the jokes through the other two humans that they possessed. It's uh, James Hong. James Hong. Okay, he was. Um, um, what stuff was he in? Uh, he was. I think he was in. Uh, what do you call it? He was in Big Trouble Little China. Big Trouble Little China. Yes. Okay. He was in Blade Runner. Okay. Right. He was also in. Balls of Fury. Right, right. He was the father. <laughs> yes. Right. And when you see his face, you go, oh my God, I know him. He's been so many things. I think he's in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, yeah, he's the father. Yes. He's her father, right. Yes. See? So I'm like, I knew that face and I know that name. I think the female is, I think she's a supermodel. All right. Hold on. Maybe she might not be so famous that she's not even on the list. Like, she was just a pretty blonde. Well, no, I, I, I was, I'm going oh. I'm going down the rabbit hole of James Hong. And- <laughs> uh, you fell down so a job. You fell down a James Hong well. Hung well. Boy. Um... The movie had some yuck yucks. I don't think it was like, the greatest movie by all by all sense of the word, but I owned it because I like Ryan Reynolds and I liked the idea. I thought the concept was good, and all the stuff that I saw had Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds in it, and I didn't really know about the other side of them being possessed, possessing other people, and most of the jokes are going through them, and I'm like, oh, kind of. I was saying you might you might not remember the movie as well as you think Why? you do because. 
Like, they were barely in it, the two of them, the Asian and the blonde. I thought I remember seeing them they way were, more than I thought Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges were in. They were in it a lot. <clears throat> I, I agree to disagree, Ed. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's on I'm my... I'm going to have to watch it again now. I have it on my Voodoo account. Ed, stop the show. We're watching it right now. <laughs> Come back. Oh, it was right. Or, no, uh, the show was Because, right. I mean, there, there's the jokes, because it's like you... you it's always the two of them. You always see the two of them running through the city or, you know, wherever they are. And every once in a while, somebody will look and go, and you see the hot blonde or... Right, right. Or, she's the one doing the physical count, the right. comedy part that you write. Right. So it's like, you know, you you kind of going, you know, like he's getting whistled at, you know, you, right. you know, and you're going, why? And then he realizes he sees it in the mirror and then you see him like once in a while, the actual thing. But it's not as prominent as the two I'm of them. watch again. I, th- I remember not having like you have Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges, and I wanted to see more of them. See, the only problem I had with that movie was the CGI was not as good. It was not well, yeah. It was... That needed to be improved upon. Right. But other than that, I mean, the movie I thought was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I movie. thought it was it was entertaining. I, I mean, like especially when you get um, uh, Kevin Bacon as the villain in the right, movie, right, right. you know, it makes it it makes it that much. More. Well, yeah, Kevin Bacon always adds. Bacon adds flavor to anything. (laughs) (laughs) Cheap shot. Cheap shot. I look at it this way. Anything Kevin Bacon is in is just one more degree for someone else. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. You now have one degree separating... Kevin Bacon and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you okay, do Kevin Bacon, Ryan Reynolds. It's easy. R.I.P.D. What? <laughs> They're both in it. Shit. <laughs> Jeff Bridges? Same. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> <coughs> okay, fine. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Kevin Bacon. Easy. Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges were in the first Iron Man movie. Iron Man and Jeff Bridges and fucking Kevin Bacon. R.I.P.D. <laughs> Done. Give me a challenge. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Yeah, Kevin, does, bacon does add flavor to everything. <laughs> what are you looking up? Now I'm looking up R.I.P.D. <laughs> See how much it is? I don't think there I have. There it is. There it is. Right oh, there. Oh, 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 it's not on sale. I'm going to say 15 bucks. 15 bucks. Is it? I own it. That's why it's oh. not on sale. <laughs> I own it. I do actually have it. Oh, look at you. I have a digital. Uh, oh. 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 Now you can go to movies anywhere and see if the special features are on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Ed? Yes. You said that Dirty Dance is making the 4K, right? Yes. Well, guess what, Ed? I'll never guess. The hotel that inspired Dirty Dancing is burned down. <laughs> inspired. Uh-huh. Somebody put baby in a corner and she burned that fucker to the ground. Uh, let's see. The remains of an upstate New York hotel that inspired the movie Dirty Dancing has burned down, according to the local fire department. The property, which was called Grossinger's Catskill Resort Hotel, closed its doors in 86, by the way. In August 17, on August 17th, notice posted on the Facebook page for the Liberty New York Fire Department reads, Multiple calls to calls into Sullivan County nine one one reports a huge structure on fire at the old Grossinger Hotel property. Wow! Uh, the post continues to say the firefighters had trouble reaching the source of the blaze because the area was overgrown. And once the fire was put out, an ex- uh, excavator was brought onto the scene to knock down the structure. Um, most of the resort was demolished back in two thousand eighteen anyway, although few structures remained. Uh, Grossinger's, which opened up in nineteen nineteen, by the way. 
under the name Grossinger's Terrace House Hill House, was a kosher establishment that catered to mostly Jewish clientele from the New York City area. Uh, the region of the Catskills became known as Borscht Belt during a period when many Jewish families were barred from co- uh, country clubs and summer camps. The string of resorts in the area became a place where the Jewish community could vacation. Uh, comedians like Jackie Mason, Woody Allen, Don Rickles, and Milton Berle cut their teeth performing at venues in, in the Borscht Belt. Uh, Dirty Dancing hit the film released the year after Grossinger's closed. Uh, so obviously, it starred Jennifer Grey as Baby Houseman. Uh, a Jewish teenage girl on the cups of adulthood who falls in love with the hotel dance instructor played by Patrick Swayze. Although it was Grossinger's that inspired the story, Dirty Dancing was filmed somewhere else at Mountain Lake Lodge in Pembroke, Virginia. Just mm. so you know. Uh, Tiana Grossinger, who grew up at the resort, published a memoir growing up at uh, Grossinger's in 2008. She also wrote a children's book, Jackie and Me, about her real-life relationship with baseball player Jackie Robinson, who was a regular visitor at the resort. Uh, Liberty Fire Department is still investigating the cause of the fire. <clears throat> so, Ed, they're actually, believe it or not, making a Dirty Dance 2. I think we talked about it on the show. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they, they made, a, they made a, a loose signal, a, signal, a, a sequel. It was, was uh, the, Havana Nights. Right. Havana Nights. Right. And uh, the, the, the Blabada, the Forbidden Dance, which was like an offshoot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Ed, let me just scroll up here. Um, let's care about that. Warner's Brothers will release. Warner Brothers will release all of MGM's films internationally, except for the next James Bond film. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Ed, the '80s are making a comeback, not just in the way of Rocky films either. All right, all right. Gonna. Do you remember a certain computer icon? Had his own show, Max. <laughs> Max Headroom. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, no way. And 80s icon Max Headroom returns for a new series. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, this definitely falls under the, uh, who asked for this one? <laughs> like, I know everything that's old becomes new again, but I mean, all right, just when you thought every last movie or TV show from the 80s had returned for a revival in the 21st century, another one appears. This time, this is from the Nerdist, by the way. Yeah. This time, it's 80s pop culture icon Max Headroom. Back in the day, Max Headroom was the first computer-generated TV presenta- present- uh, presenter. Uh, was he really computer-generated? No, he wasn't. It was right. played by an actor. Right, it was, um, um, he wasn't computer. It, it was, uh, what's his face? Uh, Matt Fewer. Yeah. But he wasn't really computer-animated. He was, he was made up. He was in a box. He, I don't... He was never. I don't think he was ever really computerized. I well, think he. Well, I think it was like one of the first, like kind of like things of screen screen because of the background, the the lines and all would, right, would change right. and stuff like that. And he would, and they would do, they would cut like like do. He the, would stutter and start like. Okay, well, he was at first. Back in the day, he was the first computer generated TV presenter and sold soda and T shirts and everything under the sun. Now he's back, according to report and Deadline. Original Max Headroom actor Matt Fewer returns for a rebooted sequel on AMC. Halt and Catch Fire's Christopher Cantwell is teaming up with Elijah Wood as executive producer. Elijah's got way too much Ring, Lord of the Rings money. Now he's just doing goofy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Does Elijah Wood know who he's 
<laughs> Who is I producing? mean, he was a child. <laughs> like, wait a minute. How? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold the phone. Hold everything. <laughs> I'm going to continue on with the article while you look up and see how old uh, What's-His-Face is. <laughs> Um, okay, well, Fewer was first introduced in the 1985 British cyberpunk TV movie, Max Headroom, 20 Minutes into the Future. Excuse me, he was supposedly a sentient, a sentient CGI creation whose head appeared on screen. One who's just having to be a snarky, comically glitch all the time. Mm. Ed, which is how old Elijah Wood? He was born in 1981. So 1985, when that's... He was four. four. Okay, as a child, maybe he remembers it. Because if you were in the 80s, you, Max I mean, Headroom has popped up. I know there was a... I think it was the 90s that Max Headroom show came out. There was a, there was a show. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there, I think, uh, so I'm probably sure. Uh, however, Max was actually fewer wearing prosthetic makeup and shot against blue screen. At this point in the 80s, CGI was very new. It would be virtually impossible. Once America saw Max, they started using him in every, to sell everything. Eventually led his, to getting his own TV show uh, series on ABC. The show came out uh, in actually 1987, um, oh, yeah. but Max suffered from overexposure. It was one thing to have Max Headroom make snarky remarks about celebrities in MTV videos. It was quite another to follow him in a dramatic series. The show never received stellar ratings. You can check out a great video of the rise and fall of Max Headroom at the folks at Toy Galaxy below. Uh, because of this fad nature, Max Headroom only ran for two brief seasons on TV. I remember watching the show. Mm. A few of them. I didn't watch because it became... Max Headroom was like it was like a Max Headroom TV show, but he was like a third tier character. Right, he was a background. He, right, he was a background character, and he was helping like in some wacky way, some cyberpunk revolution that was going on. What I vaguely remember, like following human counterparts, and every once in a while, I, I remember that. At every all. once in a while, I remember. I remember there was a detective that had all these cases, and apparently oh. Max Headroom was there somewhere in the whole thing, and he would give him clues. <laughs> <laughs> Clues. You say Max Hedrum is speech impediment. I gotta see if there's any clips of Max Hedrum. I mean, I could be wrong now. I mean, I was saying, that's how I remembered it. Max Hedrum. Max, okay, let's see. If we can kind of. Coca Cola, Max Hedrum, let's see if we can. Oh, ad. Stupid ad. We'll play after the ads. TikTok, all right. Here you go. Nope. Oh, come on, you stupid, stupid ads. It's always two. It's for Coca-Cola. Hi, Max Edrum here with... This is my guest. Pepsi, by the way. I heard you were big time in the old pop biz. Well, I'm going to take that as a no comment. So, time. what I'm talking about, and you're not, is that more people prefer the new refreshing taste of Coke over Pepsi. Sweating me? It's true. More people are, as we... Ecologists say, catching the wave. Catch it if you can, can. Catch the wave. Coke. <laughs> 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 so it was stuff like that. He was like, here's an 1886 commercial. Um, is it him? Ecology. A study of good taste. In fact, the taste that stands the test. Yes, the test where new Coke takes on Pepsi, i.e. That's as in. The new Coke pop quiz. Coca-Cola just pay attention. When Coke did take on Pepsi in nationwide tests, more people chose Coke over Pepsi. No, not new Coke. 
Um, so it was like, Ed's now looking. He's looking on YouTube because because if you go if you look up Max Headroom, there was an incident in 1987 that there was a hacked signal and there was a I there was a th- uh, there was a thing there, but I wasn't going to let like well I'm going to keep moving on but all right so there was a hacked signal that and- signal there was there was I think I forget where it was it done but they, they actually they haven't they you have it on YouTube so you can find it, you can look for it and find it on YouTube to to find uh, um the max head we got Max Headroom signal. It's only like a few seconds or a few, like a minute. Right. Somebody like, broke into a signal and used Max Headroom as a, and you thought, you're like, oh my God, is Max Headroom going to come back in the 90s? <laughs> well, it was 87. It was a year after his show was canceled. Right. And like, the show just, it sort of felt too serious. <laughs> come back in the 90s. No, I, I, I'm, you, you, you can't spell something while you're talking because oh, I'm like, oh, I, I spelled ham instead of Max. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's see emily blunt ryan okay we talked about the fall guy movie last week Oof. just made a lover out of burt <laughs> i'm the unknown stunt man that made red for such a star all right uh don't care about that one don't care about the warner brothers i don't know why did i pick that one i don't know why I guess maybe because Warner Brothers and HBO Max and we get the Max Headroom. It, um, it's getting a movie though. Max Headroom is getting a movie or a show. He's getting a TV show. Uh. He's getting a rebooted TV show. It looks like um, it's 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 going to be on AMC. <sighs> like I don't. I kind of. <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss for words about this one because I remember watching. I remember being alive in the '80s. Max Headroom was everywhere. I think I might have even had a T-shirt with him on it. Yeah, that's how much of a pop icon he was. Had his own T-shirt, right? Shilling away for Pep's Coke, some Coke, Coke, and and anything that pizza, anything that he could in spitting distance of a, of this guy. And he comes on a TV show. It was I do remember the TV show being like really? I've expected. It would have worked perfectly like a Beavis and Butthead kind of theme. Yeah. Like, let's say he was watching movies or videos, and he would come in and go, no, 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 shake it. You know, like, <laughs> shake, 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 shake that butt. You know? <laughs> like, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> look, look, this is where the thing falls on her head. Oh, see, <laughs> like, you know, like just kind of talking over videos. But <laughs> like a mystery science three thousand, kind of. Like, like I think it would have worked, but instead it was like I'm gonna. I'm, I'm a hard boiled detective, and every once in a while, what's the series of pop and go go left, and then you kind of feel like he was like a bug in the system that was trying to. To me, he was trying to bring down like this evil corporation. Like that's what his. That's what Max was trying to do from the inside because he was a glitch. Yeah, but he was kind of like, you know, glitching, helping the bad guy, helping the good guys overthrow this evil corporation. That's that's that Max Headroom I remember. You remember Harbold Detective. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was maybe both. both. Maybe right? it was both. Like, while was, this guy's, you know, trying was, to solve crimes, Max and a group of young kids are trying while to... taking down this corporation. Right. <laughs> Um, the Kane character roams the earth with Max Hedrum to uh, solve crimes. Hey, CW, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't understand. Well, apparently the CW is getting a new owner. 
Oh, okay. Um, is about to have cor- a new corporate parent. News broke this past Monday that Nexstar, the largest owner of local television stations in the U.S., will acquire a 75% stake of the new of the network after six months of negotiations. Current corporate co-owners, Paramount and Warner Brothers Discovery, will each maintain a 12.5% interest in the channel, and Nexstar will continue to order original programming from both company television divisions, as well as elsewhere. The CW's current CEO, Mark Pedowitz, will remain in that position after the deal is finalized, which is expected to happen in quarter three, 2022, Ed. Uh, just in case you care, CW launched in 2006, okay. getting its name from the first two letters of the names of the original corporate owners, CBS and Warner Brothers. Um, remember, hello, my honey, hello, my baby, hello, right. my time. Like they could have went with any logo, and they went with the dancing, singing frog from Warner Brothers. <laughs> However, there's been reports from both companies that they exist now. I've been looking to divest from the network following major corporate mergers. Uh, CBS joining with Viacom to be the first Viacom CBS and now Paramount. Warner Brothers merging with Discovery to become Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, Reports suggest that Nexstar plans for the CW to become the network fully focused on its broadcast television potential. Flash is getting out at a good time, I guess. <laughs> Previously, the CW has generated much of its revenue through lucrative streaming deals with companies like Netflix, which encourages the company involved to keep shows going that many otherwise not have justified renewals based on broadcast ratings alone. Translation, hey, look, we had these lucrative Netflix deals. So that's why we're going to keep selling the selling rights to Netflix for, let's say, Legends of Tomorrow, a show that probably should have died within season two or season three is now on season seven or eight. Probably because of the lucrative deal that CW has with Netflix, we keep putting out this show. Like uh, Riverdale. Riverdale was so popular that Netflix bought Sabrina out from under the CW because they were going to make a a Sabrina show. Oh, wow. You know, and that Netflix is like, Riverdale was so popular on Netflix they were like, well, we want to do, we're going to take that Sabrina character and we're going to offshoot her into our own series. Yeah. She had three series, three seasons, three, maybe four seasons. But then she has now reverted back to Riverdale because Netflix was done with her series. So I think she just made one of the lead girls a witch. It wasn't Veronica or Betty. It was, there's a redhead. But apparently she's now in Riverdale. So All Riverdale, right. again, has still got the spooky, like, it's X-Files meets, you know. Because <laughs> I know my, my, I know Seal watched that show. Sabrina? The, Sabrina, yeah. She liked it because it was, it was, like, <laughs> I mean, there, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, there was, like, so many iterations of it. There's, a, there's an right. animated series that right. was came out. There was the Melissa Joan Hart show. show. Right, yeah, that type of thing, which I watched. I watched it, too. Yeah. Beloved. It's, uh, what do you call it? Salem the Cat. Right. Um, now that the this this one was more of like like that spooky like it was v- it was very much a Netflix show like oh like she's she's possessed the daughter of the devil and right. blah, blah. yeah that was it was it was really that was one of those shows you're going this is what Sabrina Teenage Witch should have been <laughs> right like, you know like that right. like if you really wanted to take it out of the comedy aspect of it right you know take it away from the comic book completely and put in the in the quote real world there's satanists and right. there's like she's a daughter of like once she's 16 she becomes a full-blown dark mage and you're like but she, all she wants to do is like a boy right <laughs> <laughs> the show was pretty good. I think Stacy and I watched like the first two seasons, but I think after that, it it was kind of hard to like actually like sit down and watch because it started getting kind of all over the place. All right. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, 
Nothing I don't bigger. know. I only watched you know bits and pieces of it when, right. when I walk in. But I mean, like when I watch, it was like, oh my god! Like this is like one of those shows that you're going, yeah. This is this is a show that you could watch. Like you could, you know, it's it's not like a you know like you're waiting for like one of them one of the ants to make a joke, right? And, you know, right. Like, you know, set up a punchline to you know for somebody <laughs> to you know pay off, and you're going. Oh, okay. You know, this was like kind of like, oh, wow, this is really serious. Oh, she's going to hell. Oh, my God. Oh, like, like, oh my goodness. The devil's the father. Her father? What? what? Uh, uh, no one cares about Tom. I mean, Tom, Tom Holland's taking a break from social media. Uh, it can be overwhelming. I mean, people are probably talking shit about him. Why did I put that on there? I guess it was a slow news day. I was grabbing anything. Um, did you know they're remaking Wizard of Oz? No. And this one kind of caught me off guard. Um, it's by blackish creator Kenya Barris to direct Wizard of Oz remake at Warner Brothers. Now, this was back on August 15th, so maybe this one might get thrown to the wayside because of the new merger. But apparently, according to Variety, so it's got legs, uh, Kenya Barris is taking the Yellow Brick Road to Oz for Warner Brothers' upcoming Wizard of Oz remake. Uh, the creator of Blackish is set to write and direct Reimagining, which is completely separate from New Line's previously announced retelling of The Wizard of Oz. So there's whatever happened, they made The Wiz. Enough. Didn't work then, probably ain't going to work now. <laughs> <laughs> the creator is set to um, he's set to write and direct a new imaging. Um, apparently, New Lines Vision is doing a retelling of The Wizard of Oz, and it'll be directed by Nicole Castle of The Watchmen, and is described as a fresh take on Dorothy in the Land of Oz. <laughs> Any specifics about Barris's version have been kept under wraps, though. Both projects are based on L. Frank Baum's beloved book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, which has been retold on the big and small screen many times over the years, the most famous being the classic 1939 musical starring Judy Garland. Uh, for those people who live under a fucking rock... The story is as follows. A Kansas farm girl named Dorothy is swept away by a tornado and finds herself and her dog Toto in a colorful land of Oz. If you don't know that, go fuck yourself. Wow. <laughs> I think I think Wizard of Oz is a staple of our consciousness and culture. Okay. I just don't... Th- if someone goes, yeah, I never saw it. What? Well, that's the thing. Like... Back back when we were young, back when we were young, we only had like four channels, basically, right. you know, kind of thing. Every every Thanksgiving, yeah, it was Wizard of Oz was on, and everybody watched it because it was either football or Wizard of Oz because there wasn't many choices. Right. So you go in, so, so you, you do that, you know, and you you end up watching it, and it's like, oh, it becomes like a tradition, and then all of a sudden, cable explodes. Right, right. Now we have streaming services, blah blah blah. So it becomes that. Few and far between. Like, how? When's the last time you actually saw The Wizard of Oz? Um, it's been a very, very long time. I will yeah. wholeheartedly admit that I, I, I don't own it on video or on DVD or on Blu-ray because I've seen it so many times. I don't know if there's anything. I don't know. I feel like I should own it just because I've seen it so many times. Right. Like I like, have a I have a DVD copy of right. Wizard of Oz. I don't think I've. Have it on Blu-ray, and because I, I, I don't know if it was released on Blu-ray. Or it not. was. There was like a 70th anniversary right. or something. Like there was like a big fancy like. I know there's a box. Yeah, I got the right. Like, a big giant box set for the Wizard of Oz. You're going like I don't really care about all that. Like I know you're you're, you're going to check Voodoo. It's on there. It's like probably I don't know. I feel like Wizard of Oz is still gets at least 1999. You think it's you think it's a twenty dollar movie? I think it's a twenty dollar movie. I think I'm you know I would be surprised if it's fourteen ninety nine. You'll be surprised. Yeah. 
Okay. And it's like, I, I already saw it the other day. I saw it. I know it's $8, Sean. Eight bucks. Wizard of Oz, $8. I, I actually have not looked up the oh. Wizard of Oz. Why would you? You've seen it so many times. You know that movie backwards and forwards. Like, it's like it's you're, you're buying it just because you're thinking, uh, you know, I've seen it so many times. I should have it. Like, it's by law. <laughs> like, at this point, if you were if you were a kid in the 70s and 80s, Wizard of Oz is part of your DNA. Oh. Oh. I own it. <laughs> it already owns it, but there's an upgrade, so you can go over. You how much is your upgrade, Ed? Fifteen bucks. A uh, fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks, little man. Put that's that for shit. The, that's hey, for man. the ultra uh, the 4K HDX version. The super duper. I think I think I bought it for two bucks. Like I scanned the barcode on right, it. Right, right. You're like, oh, two bucks. For you? Eh, why not? You know, for two bucks, sure. You have yeah, you have the HDX version, not the SD, that's the standard edition. Yeah, yeah, like heads like oh shit, I know I owned it. Okay, I'm going to watch it now. I <laughs> uh, see that to me, to me, Wizard of Oz is a masterpiece. It's one of those movies. I'm not it's not <laughs> because it was it was the 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 going from black and white, and I also have the Wiz by the way too. <laughs> <laughs> easel down, easel, easel down, down the road. road. Uh, God, I remember watching that one and going, I hated it. I hated it. Really? Yeah, no, not a big... And I I don't know why. It wasn't like a Ocean's Old Black Cast. It was nothing like that. I just didn't... I, don't, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was... I thought it was I thought maybe it was I should rewatch it. Because especially when you have... Um, With Michael the, Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson and... Uh, Diana Ross. Uh, um, I think... Uh, I can't think of the comedian's name that's... Uh, uh, Nipsey Russell? No, not Nipsey. The, yeah, the, the guy who plays the wizard, it was... Uh, Richard Pryor? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was going, who was famously black back then? Because that's what it, I mean, and I, it sounds horrible, but it was, an, it was an urban version of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So they had to, uh, they've gotten anybody who was maybe a somewhat of an African-American singer, actor, comedian, they were all part of this. A young Michael Jackson, a young Diana Ross, a Richard Pryor. I'm, and, and I'm like, go see who's else in the cast. Like, you, you own it. You might as well go see who's in the cast. I think there's like one white person. I don't even know who. Like I, well, Sydney, Sydney Poitier. No, Sydney Lament was the director. Oh, okay. Diana Ross, like I said, Scarecrow was Michael Jackson. This Russell's in it. See the Tim in. Tim in, right. Uh, Lena Horn. Horn, yeah, Lena Horn was, uh, was the good one. witch. All right, the good. And then Richard Pryor was the the whiz. Okay. Um, Mabel King. Yeah, Mabel. Mabel King was the uh, was the. Oh my God, Mabel King was the uh, the the wicked witch, basically. Oh, all right. Yeah, because she flushed down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it was it. It was there. It's there. That to me was the best because the lid falls, and then all those people, the the bird people, get their costumes come on, and they're the ones in the black and the, with the with the the yellow bikinis and all that. It's a brand new day. Can you feel the brand new day? Can you feel the brand new day? Can you feel the Do you have a, do you have a hard copy of it? Because I might have to take it home just so I can scan the disc it yes. so I can watch it. I do it. have the hard copy. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't, I'll, I'll, Sean, you bought the Wiz, but you don't have the Wizard of Oz? I, I, had, I had to confirm something with Ed. I just, it's worth $2. <laughs> just to have Ed sing a brand new day in front of me, worth the price of admission. $2, here's my money. <laughs> Yeah. It's a brand new day. Can you feel the light? 
right. I uh, remember the Tin Man. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, go down one more. There's Rhea Perlman's in it, too. Rhea, oh, yeah. She plays. Uh, no, that's not Rhea Perlman. Oh, look at Rhea Perlman. I don't have my glasses on. Look at Rhea Perlman. That's <laughs> <laughs> Merlin. All. <laughs> Let me get my glasses on. I'm like three feet away. And I can't see shit. <laughs> it's it's uh, Mary Ann Alda. Yeah. Aunt M's party. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Annie M's party. Hey, that's Joe Schumacher right there. Who do you put? He was a screenwriter? <laughs> Joe Schumacher. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. Explains why it's very gay. <laughs> I think the Tin Man had nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That's why you told the, the Tin, tin Man's man ass. Tin Man's buttocks. <laughs> oh lord! Oh my! Nipsey Russell being like, "Ooh, I need the oil candy in my buttocks." <laughs> I had no idea you wrote that movie. <laughs> man who brought you Lost Boys, by the way. <laughs> Eight millimeter gave his nipples on Batman's uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. <laughs> gave us Sparkle. <laughs> sparkle. I liked his version of the Phantom of the Opera. Just saying. That's right. He did the Phantom of the Phone booth. He did that one. I I own that one. I love that movie. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. Eight millimeter. Love. Eight millimeter. Yeah, good movie. A time, uh, time to, to kill. kill. It was a great, great movie. movie. Like Joe Schumacher, when he hits it, he knocks it out of the fucking park. But when he whiffs one, ooh, crash and burn. You can smell the f- trash fire from five miles away. <laughs> he did. Of course, Lost Boys. The first Flatliners. First Flatliners. That was a good movie. Falling Down. The Clyde's a great movie, too. I mean, Joe Schumacher, God rest his soul, was brilliant, but then crazy. You're looking at DC <laughs> Cat <Cameron> and Car <laughs> Wise. <laughs> then you're going Car Wise. <laughs> Look, you had to start somewhere, Ed. <laughs> the Incredible <laughs> Shrinking Woman. Right, right. That's <laughs> you had to start somewhere. It was Car Wise. You probably wrote, was he the director or the screenwriter? Because, you know, you're just looking. You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> he used to be just more of a set designer. He was like a, um, an art decorator. Yeah. And who became a director, which is weird in Hollywood. You think about it. You. You're doing something completely not in... I'm going to make people... He wrote the screen. He's the screen. (laughs) Car Wash. Car Wash, which has some classic comedy in it. George Carlin, Richard Pryor. I mean, it's out there as far as comedy gold. Right? I mean, sometimes... Uh, I I, hate that movie. I feel like he maybe he didn't really... He wrote a screenplay. But when you got Richard Pryor and George Carlin, I don't think there was a lot of reading from the script. I feel like it was a lot of ad-libbing. <laughs> DC Cab, I remember seeing that one. It's like, hey, Car Wash did real wood, real good. What do you want to do? Let's do a movie about taxis. He directed it. Right. Right. Now, did he write it? That's the question. That's the question. <laughs> and this episode goes completely off the rail than the Joe, Joe Schumacher well. <laughs> I got to know. I have to know. What else did he do? Because, like I said, he was an art director, and then he somehow in Hollywood. Became a screenwriter. He's like, I got a script. We'll call it a car wash. Got the car wash. <laughs> I went to the car wash. Right, was- right. So that's probably why you had to like say, hey, Sean, we're going to make a movie about working at GameStop. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Or every time you mention that I work at GameStop, you're like, oh, that's that GameStop movie. Right. Uh, so, so, <laughs> 
It's not accurate at all. I don't care what kind of great actors there were on there. I don't care how, <laughs> how fucking funny it was. Oh, uh, it was great. It was, you know, you have a walk on cameo. In like it. He, he partly wrote DC Cab with uh, Trooper. I got to put my <laughs> yeah, guy put his guys. I can't see far away. I can't see up close. <laughs> Karu. Okay. Topper Karu was the other writer for, for DC Cab. I, I just kind of find it weird that they're already making, they're making a remake of whatever it was. I guess... I feel like after <laughs> the movie's like a hundred years old. I think it's thirty nine, so another eighty some years old. Ninety, right? You're coming up to ninety years old on a movie. I, I mean, whew. I mean, sooner or later we'll be around, hopefully See, not going. We'll be around when it comes turns a hundred. You know, you're like I remember Ed. Remember back in the day when Wizard of Oz first came out? No, because we're only in our sixties. You know, <laughs> 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 remember watching everything? Back in once a year, we'd watch it like clockwork. How'd you know the snow was about to fall? Wizard of Oz was on the TV. <laughs> Back then, we only had three channels, and I had to slap my sister to make her change the channel. (laughs) Before you guys had all that stuff beamed into your fucking skulls. Nowadays, it's just all clicker this, clicker that. Now it's, I'm just going to up beam, and I'm all in the cloud. (laughs) I'm doing that voice. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, though, to me, that was 1939. That was a masterpiece because it went from black and white. Uh-huh. They opened the door and it went into right, and color. And you're you're like blown away. You're going, oh my god! Like I can, I, I can't know. I guess maybe someone felt like when they saw the first Avatar movie for the first time. Maybe I don't know. I feel like I, there's there's got to be a, a, a current iteration of that moment where you're just like oh my god like so maybe the matrix mm. okay like the first time you see the matrix if you've never seen the matrix all back then like nowadays it looks you know like kid child's play right but when you saw the bullet time for the first time you're like oh my god i've your mind's blown I can only imagine back then you then you know going to this black and white movie and all of a sudden those doors open up and it's just color coming off that right you know like oh hey oh i got some color in my face i got a technicolor here oh i got walking out i got some technicolor on my shirt right. holy mackerel it's a color orgy song and singing and dancing and put them up put them up right. oh fudge one paul top out of the back oh get my eyes closed oh sneaking up on me hey because <laughs> <laughs> it's like like what what new what new thing can you bring to that movie I mean, the only thing I can think you do is you make it more accurate to the book. I mean, let's face it. It's not like, you know, the the book all of a sudden breaks out in the song. <laughs> like, hey. you know, you're sitting there, you're reading, and all of a sudden, uh, if I only had a brain. Why am I reading the lyrics to this? <laughs> really? It's actually in the book? Like, <laughs> if I only had a heart. If I only had the knife. <laughs> the knife. <laughs> the knife. A brain. Oh, oh you had the magic to go home all along. Bitch, you tell me all I do is you tap my heels three times a day. I wish I was going home and I'm out of this fucking LSD trip <laughs> of apparently midgets hanging themselves and <laughs> having midget orgies in the back. Like, 
<laughs> Those midgets are nasty. <laughs> hey, hey, it's little people, man. Sorry, the munchkins. Those munchkins were perverts. You know how many times I got filled up? <laughs> uh, the lollipop guild kicked my ass in poker. <laughs> they dragged me under the table. The lollipop guild, the lollipop guild. We welcome you to Munchkin Land. See? Burned in my psyche. <laughs> yes. I can't... I, I have forgotten more about my own personal life than I have about The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what's my zip code? I don't know. But you know what? The noise <laughs> pops into my head. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you were there? And you were there? And you were there. Show what's your sister's security number. I don't fucking know. <laughs> when... <laughs> I'll get you and your little dog too. See? See? I wasn't there for the birth of my grandchild. But you know what I was there for? When that witch got hit with the water. <laughs> oh, what a world! What a world! Oh, God. <laughs> As I pass off, somewhere under the rainbow, way up high. Why, oh, why can't I? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so Wizard of Oz is going to remake it. <laughs> Good for us. Can't wait to see it. Uh, can't wait to go home and upload the whiz. Go Stacy's been like, why? Why are you watching the whiz? I don't know. I just I feel like I'm compelled. <laughs> we were talking about it, and I said it was ridiculous. It's like oh, I like that. You should. Really, I was like, maybe I should revisit it. Yeah, I'm revisiting it. He's on that. He's on that. You want to see Michael Jackson dressed as a scarecrow? <laughs> <laughs> it's before all that. It's before that. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> Black or white? This is before. This is before he was asking Annie if she was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dangling his child out of the this, window. This is right. This is more like PYT, pretty young thing. <laughs> kind of that that era. <laughs> it's off the wall. Oh, oh. Boy. <sighs> okay, so Ed, uh, we've talked about this. So I'm about to get a little serious here. Okay. Ezra Miller breaks silence on recent controversies and seek treatment. Didn't I say he'll get a he'll, he'll find a way to get in the rehab? Yeah. Well. He's officially broken his silence following multiple legal controversies. Confirms they are they are now seeking treatment. Uh, let's see. Apparently, da, 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 March. Here, I'm not going to go through all his his troubles, but here's his official statement. Okay, um, it was, it was as flashed as news. Miller's, the 29-year-old star has now broken their silence in a statement shared to Variety provided by Miller's representatives. The non-binary actor apologizes for their actions while opening up about having to go through a, quote, a time of intense crisis. Here's his official statement. <clears throat> 
Having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with, oh, with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. That's it. Sorry. Was he pausing? <laughs> nope. Nope. That's it. That's just, according to the report, Warner Brothers Discovery supporting Miller's decision to seek professional help. Of course. Because he wrote it. Right. Because they, they wrote it. So you're fucking reading this. And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna oh keep your mouth shut. Read this prepared statement so we can get that fucking flash movie out. You know how much money we've dumped in there. We've already getting shit for ditching a ninety million dollar Batgirl project. This has been waiting to come out, and God forbid if we shelve this, we're never going to hear the end of it. But then on the other end, people are going, "Oh, you're going to put that one out, but you're not going to put the Batgirl out. You can't win, WB, WWWB, WWB." So, uh, also, too, because apparently he also did reshoots while all this was going on somehow. <laughs> in between. In between, you know, f- federal offenses and the misdemeanors and crimes. He still had the ability to walk up in front and go, and action. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cut, cut, cut. All right, give me five minutes. I got I to gotta harass some family. <laughs> right. Hold on. I have a girl locked up in the basement, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, everything's fine. You're going to read this goddamn statement. You're going to be, you're not even going to read it. You're going to weed it out. <laughs> you know? In fact. <laughs> Computer, stop. <laughs> In fact, give me it. I'm going to type it out for you. You don't got to do nothing. Just stand there and keep your mouth shut. I mean, keep your mouth shut. Hands to your pockets the whole time. Because God forbid if you touch something, I'm taking away your allowance. <laughs> you know how those parents get real mad at their children? You're going to keep your hands in your pockets. You're not going to do anything. Don't give me that eye. Don't give me that look. I will beat you here in front of everybody. I will embarrass you in front of your friends. Keep your hands in your pockets. You're going you're gonna to be polite. You straighten up. <laughs> that's, that's why I feel like it's going to happen right now in Ezra. You're going you're gonna to go. You're going to take a time out. You're going to seek treatment for whatever it is that's going on in your head. Because we got the movie that's just aching to come out. People want to see it. It. We need this movie to reboot everything in D.C. <laughs> and you keep fucking it up. We had to call Ben Affleck. <laughs> that's how bad it is. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I love Ben Affleck's Batman, but somebody out there is going... Fuck, we can't do anything with Keaton because of this goddamn movie. Batgirl, same thing. We gotta shelve it. We gotta, we gotta do. I don't know. Someone's panicking. Quick, get Affleck on the phone. Pay him whatever he wants. Get him back in that goddamn suit. Dude, dude, just calm down. You don't understand. I'm having a panic attack. Because Ezra Miller's going around punching people, singing, oh my god, I'm the producer of the goddamn Flash movie. Slow down. Breathe. Fuck you. Get me Ezra Miller on the phone. You got him. You listen to me, goddamn son of a bitch. You're gonna apologize. You're gonna get treatment. We're gonna put this goddamn movie on, and you're gonna smile and you're gonna take it, or else you wanna be in Dumbledore four. <laughs> Shut your pie hole. <laughs> Ha <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh my god, that was too funny. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, also too, speaking of crazy shit on set. Uh, are you watching the Superman and Lois TV show? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, well, guess what? You guess what you're not going to miss <laughs> the, the actor who plays Jonathan Kent because they're replacing him. <laughs> you're kidding? Nope. Apparently, Superman and Lois star Jordan Elias will not be returning as Jonathan Kent in the show's upcoming third, third season. Warner Brothers TV revealed on Tuesday night. Uh, El Sess has been cast in the series regular role of Jonathan Kent, the son of Clark Kent, Lois Lane. The role is expected to be recast for season three. Reports indicated that it was in set. It was set in motion soon after. Uh, he did not report back to Vancouver because that's where Superman. Because it's any of the CW shows, they're filmed in Vancouver. Yeah, right. If they get rid of all those shows, Vancouver's job <laughs> unemployment rate is going to skyrocket. Uh, he apparently didn't report back to Vancouver by the deadline given to the studio. It's unclear at this point why he ex- he's exiting the series, although it's believed to due to be a personal matter, according to uh, Variety confirms, and not due to a workplace-related issue. Um, he's a notified, as a quote, Jordan Elsass has notified the studio that he will not be returning to Superman and Lois for reason three, season three due to personal reasons, Warner Brothers TV said at a statement Tuesday night. The role of Jonathan Kent will be recast. Initially described as a clean-cut, modest, and kind-hearted, and with an all-shucks attitude that somehow doesn't seem dated, uh, Jonathan went through some surprising revelations across the show's first two seasons, including the recent debut of, quote, uh, spoiler, Bizarro John, an alternate universe version of it that does, that does have superpowers, because in this show he doesn't have superpowers. It's his more, you know, grungy, emo brother who's got superhero powers. Uh-huh. Um... Honestly, he's like, in a quote, honestly, that's been my favorite part of the whole season. Uh, he told Entertainment Weekly, it's just so much fun to get into that headspace. I mean, you literally feel powerful, and that's a thing about when you're really, do, you're really into it, and you're doing the scene, you're going to drain the life out of you, or you can make it make you feel like a million bucks. Playing John L., uh, because he's confident and dark, much like the Joker, I think it's the big similarity there. Heath played the whole time that he's very... Uh, played it the whole time that he's very, very confident in any situation, and he just doesn't care. I guess he's trying to compare his bizarro John to Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh-huh. Eh, all right, maybe interested to tap into, but yeah. So they're recasting. So look forward to a brand new face. I wonder how they're going to do it. Is it just going to wake up one day and it's going to be a completely brand new face, and no one's going to make a comment of it, or is current Jonathan something's going to happen to him off camera? And he needs to have like facial reconstruction surgery or something, and he comes at as a new guy. Like, what do you do? Do you just kind of like don't? Do you address it or you don't you address it? Oh, you don't. You definitely you know, don't. You just kind of like yeah, in, just, in today's day and age. No, you just you just walk. Like that's the thing. Like like did that with with uh, the Iron Man uh, um, War Machine with. Um, right, Brad with, Rhodes. Uh, yeah, um, it was uh, Don Cheadle, but before it was. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> that's the problem. If he was, you know. If it was fucking War Machine, it would be maybe uh, more memorable. God damn, it's on the tip of my tongue. He went to go do power. Um, fuck. I think he was a little too big for his britches. Why he didn't come back for the second? Well, he, the, the, the story behind it is basically <clears throat> they were giving... He was the big star at the time because Robert Downey Jr. was kind of right, on a comeback right, 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 type right. of thing. And the next movie, he wanted more money and they basically told him no. No. Right, and it was Terrence Howard. Terrence, Terrence Howard, right. Okay, well. 
And it, you know, like, like I'm not saying he's still not a famous actor. I mean, he's got the show. Well, he had the show Empire until fucking Jesse Smollett burned that shit to the ground. You know. <laughs> You're like, what? what? <laughs> Do I have to remind you? He's the the African American actor who claimed he got beat up uh, out, oh, in right, Chicago. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, oh, see, see, that's exactly the point I'm making, Ed. No one remembers it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't have that. So it was for Stacy. That was a Demi Demi Lovato article. Well, Demi Lovato is a singer, a yeah. singer-actress who wrote a song, and it's called 29, and people were assuming, because in the song, when she was 17, she was dating the, uh, Will, uh, Wilmer Valder, the guy who played Fez, right. and he was 29 at yeah. the time, so there was a big age gap, and in this song, she's slamming an age gap between 17 and 29, so people are assuming that it was him that they're talking about, right. and she actually came out, and she did an article, in an interview, she's like, no... This is a song about me when I was seventeen and how I am now at twenty nine. It's like how what I what I thought I knew then versus what I know now. One of those things. Like right. it's a it's like a retrospective song, not a I'm slamming an ex boyfriend song. You think I'm talking Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Damon Lovato's got those. You know those. Hey, do you? I write my own music. Don't fucking break my heart because you'll be a top ten song for me. Right. You know, you're gonna our breakup's gonna make me a millionaire more. <laughs> so break up with me, I dare you. <laughs> Say mean things because I'm writing it all down. <laughs> I'm not an amateur. I'll actually just write music about it. I'm just, you know what? Uh, you be sweet to me, and if our breakup, you're gonna be polite. Because if not, I'm coming for your throat. Uh, Ed, did you know that Buffy the Vampire Slayer was getting a reboot? I think we talked about it on the show. No. We did. Oh, yeah. There was a time, and I say was a time, Ed, because guess what? The Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot is indefinitely on pause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The long-awaited reboot is seemingly no more. This is from IGN. So, again, take it with it. You know, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot just got a stake through the heart, Ed. During the interview with the Hollywood Reporter's TV Top 5 podcast, executive producer Gail Berman revealed that the upcoming reboot is now, quote, on pause. Certainly makes a lot of sense. There's been very little news on the project since it was first announced in 2018, which has left many fans wondering what exactly was going on with the new Slayer. Uh, Buffy shoot it uh, shot the popularity in the 90s when the, the Vampire Slayer was played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, but the upcoming reboot would have starred a new black female lead, a modernization of the original show. As a quote, like our world, it will be richly diverse, and said the show's producer when the reboot was announced. And like the original, some aspects of the series could be seen as metaphor for issues facing us all today. Unfortunately, no casting news has ever been revealed for the new Buffy show. However, original star Sarah Michelle Gellar suggested Zendaya for the role of Buffy, a choice that simply went down well with other fans. Of course, because I think Zendaya will crush it. Yeah. Like she's a phenomenal actress, and I think if you're going to get it. Put her in more of an action. Like she's already in action movies, just not in the action role. I think she can kick some ass, personally. All right. Um, even star Buffy, even Buffy star Charisma Carpenter spoke about um, well, Whedon's behavior. Um, so that's, I guess, maybe one of the reasons why the show might have been put on pause is because it's a Joss Whedon production. Maybe not necessarily his brother, but because it's his baby. That show is always going to have that negative side eye right. because of of the connotation. I know your wife was a huge fan of the show. Yeah. I'm still a huge fan of the show. I, it's it's to me. She it's, still watches it actually because it's on. She because she found the station. Oh god. <laughs> there's a there's a TV like 
could we we we've been going through like different phases in terms of um uh you know uh, different like free watching TV stations right, right, right. Okay. cuz we have we have a sling but we probably watch it so like like the, there's some there's there's a thing but actually I think she's been watching it on sling it's I forget the name of the station, but they've been showing Buffy episodes, and she's been religiously now watching it every night now. It's like a two hours of Buffy on, okay, and she watches it. She still technically watches it in a way, you know, just just the, the reruns. Because every time I if I come up and I make a noise, she's like, "Shut up, my show's on." You know, <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, I'm just I just can't remember the name of the. It's one of like that's like a sci-fi kind of sh- uh, station. That's there. It's on. It's actually free TV. It's actually on an antenna television. If you're, you know, a cord cutter, I just can't think of the name of the show. The thing I'm looking now as we're Sling? talking. No, it's it's on Sling, but it's a it's a station. Comet. Oh, okay. Comet TV. There's it's a it's a it's a station, and it shows basically all sci-fi and um, uh, sci-fi and kind of horror stuff and. Um, uh, you know those kind of things, like along those things, but it's like Buffy's on there, yeah, like from like I think it was like from eight to ten, yeah, or seven to ten actually. So they show three episodes uh, a night uh, for it. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry, seven to nine, so it's two episodes. Sorry, I'm, I'm flipping through as I think. But comedy, right, it's, right, it's, right. A, it's a free station that you can get. But like a lot of things have it, not just Sling has it but also like i think even ruku has a comet you know station you can get it it you can get it through your antenna if you put an antenna on somewhere and, and, and get it through there so you definitely can and get this you know for free but it's showing buffy the vampire site but she's still watching it so i just to me though like i don't want to sound terrible even though i will <laughs> you know, i just wish that like like stuff like that like just like make something else like like you don't have to make another Buffy. Um, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, because it's like because the idea was it was a like kind of like a Valley Girl, blonde, right. ditzy girl. That's right. it was the, the girl chosen you, one. Right, it's the girl that you normally gets bumped off first in a horror movie. Right, she becomes she's the chosen one. She winds up being the hero, the one who's the most unlikeliness of heroes, the one who's more cares more about fashion and gossip and anything else. She's the one who saves the world. Right. Completely. You're right. And that's the kind of the ironic part of it. That's where, you know, Joss gets branded as like, oh, well, he's so mad. He's so, he's, you know, a feminist because he took that, that thing and turned that it, stereotype, it, 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 that and stereotype turned it. and turned it into her, an advantage in her and, and, and flipped it on its edge and made a women empowerment show basically throughout that. I still think today this is, it's the, one of the best shows that I feel like with Willow's character going from straight to lesbian, I think that that transition of her character arc, right. I think, is probably one of the most realistic. I don't, I don't know if he wrote those episodes or whoever, the room of people that wrote those episodes, I felt like it was a natural progression of her character and it never felt like it was, it never felt like it was rubbing it in your face going, well, we're now going to have a gay character. What are you going to say about that? It never, right. it never prided itself on that. It just like, there are people in high school who are gay. Why not just address it? Or who are who are trying to find their sexuality and find it in that time in their lives? Why can't Willow be one of them? Especially, it helps when you have the evil vampire version of her be kind of you know kind of gay, and it just makes sense. And right. it felt like I felt like the her coming out, so to speak. I felt like it was like it was organic and natural and and, and nice. Yeah. Of course, they kind of you know. 
what they did to you know his, her girlfriend kind of sucked, but all right, <laughs> you know, like oh my goodness, that was a shocker. Um, I, I, but I get what you're saying. It's kind of hard to say, like, well, I don't think that show should be remade because technically the 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 idea of the show is once every generation a Slayer is born. So why can't this be another Slayer? It doesn't have to be her name. Doesn't have to be Buffy, right? But it can be, you know, like but, a concept. Like, like you use the concept. I'm not saying right. like thing, but it's just like you're you're taking something that's one way and you're you're going to rehash it basically. And I don't know if it's going to like prove out well like you know type of thing like 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 is it is it believable is it viable is it like something that you could go oh you know it, this not now it's not the ditzy blonde it's you know it's another chick and right well, I, you know. I, I think it falls under this kind of it's this bad umbrella of wokeness and i use air quotes around that because nowadays whenever you want to add a diverse character or make a show diverse that maybe plays off of like, like if you take buffy the vampire slayer Majority of the characters were are, were white people. Yeah, you know there was very few very few Afri- people of color. Um, they had Kenya the, the Slayer after her, but she lasted like half a season. Yeah, you know before they brought Faith in. Um, there at the end towards the end of the season, DB Woodside, who was the principal of the high school, um, that Sarah because now Buffy's now old enough to actually work at the school. Yeah. She started having kind of a romantic interest with him as a character. You know, it was like almost like an interracial couple. Um, so we were like, all right, you know, that's fine. But it was close to the end of the season. But I think that you, when you try to update a show to make it more diverse, which it should be. I'm not, you know, saying that. I think that there's, it's shrouded under this dark cloud because the people who are so fond of the original go, well, why do you have to change what's already good? Right. And I don't think it's more necessarily changing. I think it's more being more inclusive. Like, what if Willow was an African-American person? Or what if Buffy was Mexican or a person of color? Well, it's the same. Like, like, the other characters wouldn't make a difference to me. Like, like they right. could be anything, you know. Right, but be... Buffy that herself right, is the, the... the... The main concept of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is it's a ditzy blonde that's... You don't think, like you said, it's good. the first one bumped off, you know, like, like right. she's like that. She's not the girl who makes it to the end of the movie. Right. And I'll type of thing. And she's the hero. So you're going, that's a complete, like, 180. Well, so if yeah, you make but, that somebody else, you're going. Well, yeah, but uh, one would argue, Ed, that if you watch any horror movie, the African-American person in the movie is also one of the first people to get bumped off, too. True. <laughs> so. True. But it's just, but like, like, the, the, like, like, if you watch, like, the whole concept, especially the movie, if you watch the, the, the first movie, yeah, first the movie, original movie, the original movie, you go and you're going, that's what makes it. Like, that's what makes right. that movie. It was a terrible movie, but that's what makes that movie. <laughs> that's what moves that premise along. And then when you watch, you go, yeah, they made a show out of it. Of course, right. I think most people were surprised. They go, there was a movie? <laughs> right, right. Most people go, there was a movie? Yeah, I saw I saw it in theaters. Because <laughs> yes. I was I'm a huge, well, I was a huge Christy Swanson fan. fan. Right. Like, and I'm going, well, Christy Swanson's on. All right, I'm into it. Sure. I'm like, Pee Wee Herman. Of course, now he's, you know, not Pee Wee Herman in the movie, but he's Paul Rubens. And right. I'm like, no one's seen him forever. And he he's in it and he looks fucking hysterical as right. a vampire I'm like Rutger Hauer is Dracula I'm in like right. he's going Donald Sutherland like the cast is perfect, perfect. the movie itself is eh <laughs> but you're like you just that you know the death scene of Paul Rubin eh ah, 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 ah. 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 Just Peter like, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing like, like I don't say it like, like you can you just take the idea, like general idea of being a vampire slayer, 
and just changing it to something else. Don't right. make it like Bobby, right. like you know. And it, it could it could work, you know, like type of thing. But you gotta find the the right thing because it's like you get lost in translation. They just want to use the Buffy name. Right, you're you're using it to sell tickets. To, to, that's it. It's exactly you're going, what we, instead of making like whatever the a vampire slayer, or making a TV show about a vampire slayer. I think though, it again it falls into a, a, a paint yourself in the corner. We want to make a show about high school, like X Files meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and you're like, but how do we sell it? And you're going, well, why don't we just use the Buffy the Vampire Slayer? It's it's a name, it's an IP everyone recognizes. We just introduce new characters and go on from there. And you go, okay, in some way that makes sense because it's name recognition. You go, okay, you're going to get an, a, a core audience. Hopefully, the people who are fans of the original show are going to at least watch one or two episodes to see where the show goes. And right. to be able to go, that's not the way I remember it. But it's not about that. It's about f- moving the story forward in this in this tradition of Slayers. I would I would assume. Right. But by using the Buffy name, you're going to have a bunch of people going, why can't you create something new? And be going, yeah, but if we do that, are you really going to come watch it, or are you going to be like maybe just give us a a little bit of your time, you know. I, we don't have to make a hard sell. I, that's a, yeah. That's to say, like, like, like. I I don't think you really need to make a hard sell with the, with the, the like. It's it's a vampire slayer move. High school vampire slayer movie or show. You go in. Hey, it's kind of like Buffy. You know what? I like Buffy. Let me go see this. Well, I would say one would one might say that Netflix tried doing something like that. I think called Love Bites, where it's a slayer, um, a vampire killer in high school, uh-huh. and she's. But she falls in love with a girl who happens to be a vampire. You know, you can see like a Angel Buffy right, thing going right. on. But it, the show obviously didn't do so well because it only lasted one season. Like they have already canceled it. So like, maybe if they well, change, uh, maybe if they change the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, maybe it would have lasted. Right. <laughs> and but it's the thing. Like like I I think it's harder though because you go and a if there's anything that like future Buffy stuff is going to be crushed if this right, does not right, work out right. well because you're going. You're going, all right, well, it didn't work. This didn't work. So it was a failure. So now anything buffing the future is done. Like, you know, like type of thing. And it's and like even like stuff that you would want. Like, right. like, you know, like I want a new box set of Buffy the Vampire. Right. The new right. Format. Give me a fucking decent, a decent high def transfer. Like 4K type of thing. Right. And you know, you can't get that because that did terribly. Now that gets put into the, the into way back you know type of thing right. you'll be like 75 years old I'm like, oh my god they they finally put it out because they ran out of the other shit to put out on 4k you know like right. you know, it's, right. it's like we've moved on to like 12k <laughs> like, <laughs> 12k <laughs> god damn it <laughs> but that's the that's the idea you know it's just and it's just like i mean i mean i mean will i watch it Probably uh, you got yeah, me for at least. Well, you had me at least two episodes before they pulled. I'm going to say pulled the plug, right. so to speak. You know, maybe, maybe not. I guess it depends on on. Well, see now that like say the Josh. That's the thing. Josh Wheaton now tainted. Right. Like, Anything that he has has his hands on, people now go. Oh well, now he's a, he's a scumbag of a human being. And you're going okay, like. So now, now, now you're definitely not going to get a revival. Of, right, you're uh, not going to. You know, you're not going to. You're not going to have him write an episode because if it is, it's going to look like shit, or yeah. people are going to slam it for you. Go, why he shouldn't work in Hollywood at all because of, of what a piece of shit of a person he is, and you're still going. Like it's as a fan of the show. Again, it's how J.K. Rollins is getting slammed for her transphobic opinion on things. People who love the Harry Potter novels are torn 
I love the Harry Potter no- t- stuff, but how do I support the thing that I love when it comes from a person I don't like? Right. It, it's it, it, it's just and I'm I'm just, I'm always like just take that person out of the equation. Like you can still like the Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm. Just you know when, if she's going to do an interview, don't go to the interview. Don't watch anything with her in it. I kind of feel that way about Joss. It's like, well, I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I like Firefly. I like the Avengers movies. <laughs> like, like I, I, and but then there's a part of me. It's like, okay, well, would I support anything he does today? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I would. But then again, if I see something and they don't have his name attached to it, and all of a sudden you find out afterwards, you're like, ooh, you got me. Right. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I like the 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 X. The HBO show, HBO Max show, The Nevers, is a show that he created. It's like a, a, a women X Men, except in like mid, um, I'm gonna say Victorian era London. Okay. I think um, I was interested in seeing it, but with everything going on, it kind of made me go like, eh, I don't think I really because he wanted leaving the show because it was right around the time that. Ray Fisher was making all these accusations. Charisma Carpenter came out and said, yeah, he did threaten to kind of like fire me because I got pregnant. You know, um, and and you're going, see, he kind of quietly left that show, you know, due to he was exhausted from working too hard. So, and then he just kind of faded away. Right. No one's seen or heard from him since. Excuse me. So it's kind of like. Well, as I say, you, 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 well, that's the thing. That, that's the problem now because, like, like anything he's touched or or going to touch is now tainted, and that right. makes it tough. Right. But the thing is, is that what you have to do is you go, you, like you said, you don't. You, like he should, like, like they shouldn't interview these people. They really right, shouldn't. Right. Like, you know, like, like, everyone like, should just be actors and actresses, writers, directors, and just. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks right. for the stuff. But then you know, we as people go, we love it. What's your next thing? And then you find out, like. He's kind of an asshole on set, like, oh. like, like, but that's the thing. Like now, now people are projecting things on stuff because it's like, like, oh, well, what about like if this was this person was gay or this person was, you right, know, like, right. blah blah blah. Like, and I, you're and you're going like some of the some of the artists are smarter to go. Oh, it's your interpretation. I'm right, not I'm gonna right, say, right, right, right. You know, because right, like, oh, well, this to me clearly is an allegory for homosexuality and being this, and you're going. All right, if that's sure, why not? We'll go with that. Right. I might not have meant that when I wrote it, but right. if that's maybe subconsciously I did, good catch. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, I know that I think Nathan Fillion got into trouble a little while ago, and very briefly because he was on the Michael Rosenbaum um, Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum, uh-huh. um, and I think he actually said that you know with the Joss Whedon stuff that he would still work with him. You know, because like, he he wasn't a, he was never a part of any of that. Right. So to him, it's like if he ever asked me for to do something, I would I would have always said yeah, and I probably still would because it's not I am not part of that group. Like right. I, it's like it's and you know people are, I don't know exactly what the I don't think there was any real harsh outcome because it's not like Nathan Fillion stars at the top. Right. You know, he's definitely I would say a as much as I adore him, he's definitely like a third, fourth tier actor. Right. He's friends with James James Gunn, so he'll pop up in one of his stuff as a background character or maybe like a voice of character. But you're not really having a Nathan Fillion-led movie with James Gunn movie starring Nathan Fillion. You right. might have him as a side character like in The Suicide Squad. Right. He's the guy with the arms, dies real quick. You know, <laughs> um, you know or I think The Rookie, the show that he has, is doing still doing well. He's a good TV actor. And I think the people, the shows that you're on, are watched by people who aren't in that sphere of, like, 
wokeness. Right. Like, you know, I was like, I like the rookie, but I'm also kind of old and jaded, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I got one more article. All right. Um, and then I, I, I'll be honest, there's nothing I can make fun about this one. Uh, there was a Monster Mania not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Well, apparently Gary Busey got kicked out of it. I don't know if you were aware of that. Yes, I was. Um, I, I, I I have a little bit of background, but go ahead. Ooh. Not much. It's not a was big thing. Did Sipon go with that one? No, he did not. Right, so the one he does not go to is where all the shit, good shit happens. Because <laughs> like, like, we, we had a conversation about this and that type of thing. Right. Well, he since he knows, he our friend Dave goes to them all the time. Now, my, my sister and brother-in-law go all the time also. Yeah. My brother-in-law has a, a, a we call it a, he posted a photo of him and Gary Busey. I don't, it wasn't that day, but the last time he was at one, right. he you know, he got a photo. But apparently, Gary Busey's charged for two counts of criminal sexual contact in New Jersey. <sighs> Gary Busey is facing four charges, including two counts of criminal sexual contact in the fourth degree by the police department of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. The actor was visiting the town during the weekend of August 12th to the 14th to attend the Monster Mania convention at the Doubletree Hotel. I'm kind of... It's, it's one of those things I'm annoyed. i put a pause right there because I used to go a lot with my sister. Yeah. But because I have a job that pretty much requires me to work on the weekends, I don't get a chance to enjoy these things as much as I can. Right. I... In, a, in an alternate universe, I would have been at that show. I would have been at that, that convention with my family, my yeah. sister, my brother-in-law, my nephews. Stacy probably went. We probably would have had a good time. Right. We would have went on a Saturday when apparently when he got kicked out. Right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this in here uh-huh. because the thing is is that Sipon knows there's a community of people. Right. There's a community of people, yes. So, so you, you know, you... you they, they have boards and stuff like that, sure. Facebook groups and stuff like uh-huh. that. And he likes to look at the pictures and stuff like that. Right. And a couple people he knows that told him that. He goes, he goes the weird part was is Busey was still at the convention the next day. Okay. He did not sign autographs because he was told not to be there. Right. But he went shopping. So he was wandering the halls, <laughs> the <laughs> convention <laughs> floors, as like a guest, basically, because like... Right, like, okay, we don't want you to interact with our guests, but we can't stop you from walking through the hotel. Right, like, they can't throw you out, like, kind right, of thing, you know, right. it's like he's fucking Gary Busey, like, it's like he does what he wants. <laughs> so Apparently. He, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, during the time of the convention in Cherry Hill, police responded to a report of a sex offense at the Doubletree Hotel. After investigating the incident, detectives charged the 80, 78-year-old actor on four offenses. Two counts of criminal sexual contact, contact in the fourth degree, one count of attempting criminal sexual contact in the fourth degree, and one disorderly conduct count of harassment. Uh, the Cherry Hill Police Department has declined to provide further details regarding the incident at this time. Now, I'm sure because of the situations that we all, or that I'm in and Davison, I've, I've heard what it was. Yeah. Um, in a press release dis- distributed by Saturday afternoon, Cherry Hill Police maintained that an investigation around Busey is, is an incident remain ongoing. Uh, he was booked as a guest for Monster Mania. It's a, it bothers me the fact that Monster Mania doesn't get a lot of you know uh, heat on it. As far as like, it's a good convention. It's a solid convention. I've never known really any trouble to actually occur. And now the one time they're getting some really good you know paper, it's because of this. I'm like. <sighs> well, it's the same. Like, like we. I mean, like, when's the last time you've been to Cherry Hill Monster Mania? It's been. It's been. It's been a few. I think the last time I went. Um, God, I, I, was it for Piper? It was a while back. I right. mean, 
So it's it's grown in popularity. Right, and that right. hotel is small. The Double Tree Hotel is. in it's, Jerry is very small. They actually have parking across the highway. Uh-huh. And the only way to get across is you have to be a lemming and run across right. this highway, uh-huh. jump a guardrail, right. and get in there. Or they have a shuttle bus. Uh-huh. But you have to know where the shuttle bus is. We were standing. I remember my wife and I went one year. And we were standing there. And it was the wrong spot. So finally we walked around to another spot because I saw a shuttle bus okay. go. So we're like, let's go over that way. And people were still standing there. And we got on. But, I mean, like – it was like packing sardines, right. you know, in a can, like, and trying to get more than what the can we, would require. I have to ask my sister because what with what they used to do is you could buy what was called a, um, um, it was a pass that you were. It was a vendor pass, as well. Okay, there you go. Maybe that's what it was, where you got a chance to go in like an hour, uh, hour two, early, hour early before Set everybody up. else, and that way you can actually get a parking spot at the actual hotel. They have people park there at five in the morning and wait all goddamn day. And, and it's Zip because- on says if you don't have a weekend pass, like for him, he was like, "What I do is I get there like the night before, right. I park." And I don't move my car until I leave Sunday. Right, but he also gets the weekend pass, right. and he has a room and everything right. like that. And he's local. Like, yeah. I mean, when I went to the, the the comic book convention and I had the weekend pass, I didn't stay downtown because I'm 20 minutes away. I could drive back and forth. Yeah. I I, I remember going. We'd get there early. and, and But you're right. I remember that the the because of the, it's gotten popular every year more and more, and to the shows, I'm going to say to the shows, the show's great. It does give you a, con- a chance to actually interact with some horror icons, yeah. some famous. Like, I've met like a lot of nice people there. I mean, they're also nice. I very rarely do get to see Sipon in the real world, but I knew that every time I went to the convention, I'd bump into them like, hey, what's up? You know, we'd have a little conversation. Yeah. You know, how's you doing? You join the show, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, what do you call it? Christy, who sells the the, the tchotchkes yeah. at the show. She came on the... When Christy we, King. Christy, right. When she came yeah. on the show, you oh, know... Was that Lal- Lalto or something? I think that she got married. Right, anyway. right. So, you know, it would be like, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while, blah, blah. You know, like you... It's like seeing old friends, and you're going, oh, my God, I haven't seen you, and you catch up with them. But the the guest stars that they have to sign autographs have gotten better and better. I mean, Carrie yeah. Fisher was there one year. Um, you know, they had the Hames there one year, like for like a Lost Boys convention. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, Freddy Krueger was there, but I remember it's like um, they just had like a Dexter reunion. Like I was, well, I saw some of the photos, and I'm like, Julie Benz was there? Julie, making a tie back to Buffy. She was Darla on Buffy, but yeah. she was also in Dexter. And I was like, I remember going to a comic book convention and seeing her there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, she made it to the, com- the com- and she still looked great, by the way. You know, it's a little sidebar. But it, it was, it was, you know, seeing all these people, like, um, Christopher Lloyd was there. Like, this time around, Ralph Macchio was there. I'm like, really? Yeah. Get the, like, get the fuck out of here. Just, yeah, because Dave Zippon was go- actually going to go Sunday because he didn't want to go. And then he saw that David Arquette was going to be there. Right. And he was replacing Nev Campbell because Nev Campbell dropped out because I think she's filling something. Right. So and she had then you had out. Matt, um, we call it, um, Jamie Kennedy was there. Yeah. Matthew Lillard was there. Yeah. So you're like, you have like three of the people from Scream. Maybe four. You're probably the guy who played the voice is probably there because I think he's been there multiple times. Right. <laughs> right. So you're like, oh my god! Like it's a screaming union. Holy shit! You're like I, Jamie Kennedy. I mean, he's a local guy. I think he still lives in the area. So it's like, <laughs> hey, I just drove over to Jersey and just walked in. Like you know, <laughs> and it and it's like you're going, holy shit! That that's I. There are people that I never would have thought to see at any kind of convention. Mm. 
because they're not in comic book conventions, and that's why the horror, like, um, what's his face? Um, the guy who played um, Pumpkinhead, he was Bishop um, in, uh, he was in the TV show Millennium. Uh, oh, Jesus, it's on the top. He was, oh, he was in so many things in the 80s. He was there one year, um, you know, and a, and a guy like wanted to give me a movie poster so he could sign it. Um, give me a, a video game because he's in the quarry. Uh, Lance Hendrickson. Wow. Ah. There you go. I had to pull it out of my ass. Um, he was going to be at one. And I'm like, wow, that's, it almost makes me kind of like, geez, I wish I could go to these things again. But a part of me is also going, I don't think I have the patience to stand in those fucking lines. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's a young, it's a young person. It's a young game. man's game. It's a young man's game. We ain't got it. Um, because it's like, yeah, because he keeps saying Arquette was seven hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm thinking, I don't think I could wait seven hours in line. I mean, for a star. I'll be honest. I don't think I waited seven hours to see Stan Lee. <laughs> I think I maybe was like three, but I also got there early and on. I was prepared, but I, when we saw Bruce Campbell, it was a good, it was a lengthy one, but it was no seven hour. No, wait. it was like forty five minutes. Right? So you think like, like I don't, I don't think I've ever stayed more than an hour. And, prior I'm, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of like the jerk person, and I don't mean jerking. Like I'm not like, yeah, you, yeah, everyone's here for scream. Fuck you, sell my copy of uh, Raider Rumble. <laughs> Because my brother-in-law, Bob and I, that's what we would do. We would find the one obscure film that they were in and go, sign this. We're the one who wants the weird ones. That was was the thing. Like, my wife... Eight-legged freaks, Arquette, sign this fucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. Like, like... Like I we we had a, we had a bunch of stuff and like like it, we had to go we had a, it was in Boston we had to go out to Boston for Wizard World up there right it was it's not Wizard World anymore it's now Fan Expo but right anyway right they had a Buffy Con everybody but the major right Buffy you don't people, you don't get you don't get SMG or David uh, David Boreanaz yeah, everybody else shows up stuff, right so we 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 had to go around and all and like we got the VIP passes because right. she wanted to make sure right? sure yeah so she got the regular photos like signed uh-huh, right like, and I had all the crap right same <laughs> thing and and Nicholas Brandon was in a show called Kitchen Confidential okay we have the DVD of it <laughs> I had him to get him to sign that there was another actress. There was an article in this magazine that my wife loved, or whatever. Okay, I had to get her to sign that. Like that's my- you're, you're that you're that guy. Your wife's getting all the good shit, right? Like, oh no, I loved you. Like, what do you call it? Amber Benson? And like, you know, she was. And I had a really lovely conversation with her about television because she didn't own a television because no one was her her line. Mm-hmm. Like when she was at the comic book, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Amber Benson!" I'm gonna walk over and say hi and get my get her autograph because you know I fucking love Buffy. Right. And then we talked about something. I mentioned something that was on TV, and she's like, "I've never really seen it." I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "I don't even know. I don't even own a TV." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, and then like, and then walk over, to get James Marsden's, you know, Spike's autograph. Psst, do you know Amber doesn't have a TV? Like. <laughs> You know, it was it was it was also the same year that I got Christy Swanson to sign a photo of her, but she spelled my name wrong, which irritated shit because I'm like she assumed I'm S E A N and it's not, but she signed it that way, so I had to go back and get a steak and have her make sure she write the right name. You know, so I have a steak with Christy Swanson's autograph on it, but then down the road Dean Kane was there too, so I got his autograph because he's Superman. Right. You know? I don't think anyone was seen him either. No one was in his line. And you're going, and you're what the like, fuck? You're fucking Dean fucking you're a Superman. Fucking act like it. <laughs> like you deserve the respect. And then come to find out that the two of them actually are in a bunch of TV movies together. I'm like, 
that's interesting. I'm never going to watch a single one of them, but it's good to know. <laughs> I don't watch Hallmark. <laughs> Christy, I loved you in Deadly Friend. <laughs> or just sign my copy of Ferris Bueller's Day Off because you're the girl who knew the guy who said they saw Ferris. And <laughs> anyway, so back to Busey. Uh, he was booked as a guest for Monster Mania, a horror-themed fan fuel event that runs out of Cherry Hill semi-annually. The actor corresponded with attendees throughout the weekend, appearing in several photographs shared by fans, fans on social media. According to the convention's resources, the actor was listed as an attendant of the autograph room, along with actors like Ralph Macchio, Tom Skerritt, and Veronica Cartwright. Bart Sidetsmizer was there for that, Ed. Yes. Um... Busey has appeared at Monster Mania prior editions of the convention. I, I remember like, watching my brother-in-law sit down next to Busey and get his autograph. <laughs> like, uh, it remains unclear whether Busey, a legal resident of Malibu, California, remains in New Jersey a week after the convention. Um, Representative Chris Busey were not immediately available for comment. <laughs> he was gone. I don't think. I don't think he's back. I don't think he's still here in this area. I think. He's oh back. no, he probably went back to Cal. He, I mean, like <clears throat> it's it. It just blows my mind. I'm going. I've seen it. Like apparently, he was he was kind of groping people, you know, groping some women. Right. Um, and my brother-in-law, me and my brother-in-law, because he posted the photo of the two of them, and it was the I guess the first time he was there, and it was like, did he, you know, oh my god, did he like, how could he not, you know, did, did he say anything to you? He's like, nah, he kept telling me not to touch him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just, it's you're going, like, but there's a part of me going, am I surprised? Like, it's like, like when you find out that Bill Cosby did what he did, and you're going, oh, my God, Bill fucking Cosby? That, he was like America's dad. Right. But Gary Busey is Gary fucking Busey. I don't think his elevator goes all the way up to the penthouse. No, because he got no motorcycle. Right, and right. Her, for he, is, he is a walking, walking advertisement for wearing a helmet for a, a motorcycle. Right. I mean, I loved him as Mr. Joshua in Lethal Weapons, <laughs> in the Lethal <laughs> Weapon movie. <laughs> And he's been really good. His son's also a decent actor. Jake. Yeah, Jake Busey. Yeah. You know? But when I'm like, as as he's gotten older, I, I don't, like I said, I, I think that he loses a couple beers in the six pack. You know, it's kind of a dull knife, you know, in the. In the well, it's the same. Like, you, you, you almost have to have a handler for him 24 7. Like, I right, mean, like, you, right. get, you get to a point where you're going. Because there's a lot of actors who have falling off the wagon and all of a sudden like like they, there was a there's an accusation against him and then shortly right. after that they, they die and you're going right. and you're going well thank god that never took off because i really see that I hate to see that person's career being tarnished just because they grope somebody now granted now they should have done it i mean but it's the same like right right you don't but, know but yet like i mean let's put it out there and let's put it out there in the universe people have accused michael jackson of being a pedophile right there's been reports there's been accusations but there's been no evidence evidence and there's been no conviction because he unfortunately passed away r kelly is rotten in jail because he got caught nabbed and apparently sexually assaulted even his own goddaughter right you know and that's a man who's like you know you can't I, i dare you to watch fucking space jam now you know i believe i can fly i feel like i'm a I'm like I can't support any of that. Yeah. Now, could you imagine that on a scale of a Michael Jackson? Like, some people are like, "Well, I don't. I believe. I believe he did it. So I'm not going to listen to his music." I'm like, I don't know if he did it. Right. So because I don't have proof, I'm not going to 
judge him for something that I don't have any proof of. Like now, Corey Feldman, who said it's never happened. Or uh, Macaulay Culkin, because he was real close to Macaulay Culkin. Culkin He's like, I never did it. But I think Feldman says it did. You know, I, no, no, Feldman said Michael never did it. Right, okay. Fe- Michael, uh, Fe- Corey Feldman has had other actors and right. producers and stuff uh, do, do it to him, right. but not Michael Jackson. He, Michael Jackson did not do that to Right, Corey and Feldman. so you have two people who were young actors hanging around, and Michael's never done anything to them. They both have come out and said, never happened. Not once. Mm-hmm. Then you have people in the peripheral world, like, Joe Average, you might want to say, claim it has. And you're going like, well, you know, was he just selective? I mean, if you're going to, if you, like, if you have a candy jar, how do you not put your hand in it? Like, you know, no matter what you, who you are, if you have a, you know, if you have a, an, a, an well, affliction like that. Well, I, 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 for sorry, like Michael Jackson, like, he, I don't think he's ever done it. And I just think that the, like, because you, you, you compare, like, Corey Feldman and, my, and Macaulay Culkin, they had money. Right, basically, they right. were celebrities. Right, I mean, they were starting out, you know, kind of thing. Sure, but they were making money the, through their movies. Oh yeah, but you go with like somebody who like like he used to have kind of like sleepover camps mm-hmm. with kids mm-hmm. because like he wanted to sh- be childlike and yeah, play everyone with them. said he was like Peter Pan, always wanted to be a child. Right, and you, you it's but, because he never had one of his own. But then it's like 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 his parent, like those parents go in. I think I can make money off of this. Like, right. Like you know, like right. You know, like 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 I want to. I want. I want a fortune. Like I. I you know. Right. If, if my kid was invited over to a Michael Jackson sleepover, that's kind of like winning the lottery. Right. Right. So that, so like so now I can then make an accusation that my son or daughter came home and said because Michael Jackson touched me and they'd be like boom boom. Because because now it becomes he pays somebody he right pays them off basically right because he He's doesn't want a, the he, press. To, to right, there's a name. whole legal team going to go. Oh, we got to put it. How much? How much do you want here? How much to like, shut you up? How much is it going to take for you to not make this go to the paper? And then Joe A. Joe A. gets it. Joe B. goes. Well, how can uh, I get a cut of I that? I want a cut of that. Yeah, you know, like my kid did that. Yeah, like you know, blah blah blah. Now, it's, now, right. it become, now it becomes multiple accusations mm-hmm. because all of a sudden now, right. like, all these poor people right. are going. Hey, I they we they. They gave my kid a free weekend, basically, to stay at Michael Jackson's Neverland right. Ranch and, and play and do other stuff. And yet, you now I'm going to tarnish this. Right. And right now, make- I'm spooling it for everybody else. Right. Cause like, and now, unfortunately, because Michael's passed, he's never been, you know, there's no, it's now this, I would say, urban legend now, almost, right. of sense of like, you know, did it, was he, wasn't he? If he was, do you, you obviously, you shouldn't support his music. If he wasn't. Uh, obviously, Blair fucking Thriller out the window. Like you know, I, me personally, I, I, maybe I choose not to believe it because I kind of the evidence that I see never once presented itself to me. So I'm like, um, give me a beat it, beat it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm toe tapping my way through Michael Jackson's. You know, let's say until you get music. a court, do you get a court of law to like? Right. Here's the evidence. This happened. Right. You know, here's the witnesses. Now you're convicted. Dum dum. Then you're going okay. Like I mean, like court of court of of uh, public so, opinion. Public opinion does not matter. Like I right. Think, unfortunately, you know. it, it shouldn't matter. But uh, it should not matter. But unfortunately, a lot of times the court of pop, popular opinion does. I mean, I mean granted, kinda, granted, though, there's times that you go and then the, the court of co- public opinion because there is no evidence. There's no way to prove right. it, and it, you somebody you're, gets you're, away with it. You're guilty before guilty before innocence. And then when finally, like, well, look at Johnny, well, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. 
Yeah. It's a perfect case of, you know, guilty that the public wants to believe that debt was the problem and the issue. And then all of a sudden, if you pay attention to the court case and the evidence, you're going, oh, I, from day one, went, that doesn't sound like Johnny Depp at all. My heart of hearts tells me that Johnny Depp is not that kind of a person. Right. And then you find out that I'm, you're right. You're going, okay, well, fucking justice for Johnny. You know, but then I'm like, well, am I going to go see Aquaman 2? Because, you know, it's got Amber in it. I mean, I'm probably going to go see it now because it's got Batfleck in it. You know? <laughs> Let's see. Like, I, I be honest with you, at this point, like, a like, couple weeks ago, I'll be like, yeah, no, fuck Amber, Amber right. Heard. I don't, I don't want to see anything right. shit. But I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Right. It's, it's now, just, like, it's it's moved on. It is it is what it is. It's, it's you know. You know, like, 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 what has she done, really, other than destroy Johnny Depp? Right, try to destroy Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. I feel I mean, bad for Johnny Depp. Don't be sure. wrong. Sure. But it's it's millionaires pooping on millionaires' right. beds, right? <laughs> well, she might be a thousandaire. <laughs> I don't think she's a millionaire. She she ain't got Johnny Depp money. She doesn't have. She did. She doesn't. She, she doesn't have Pirates of the Caribbean money. She's got Aquaman money, but not a lot of Aquaman money. Yeah. She's more like she's probably still got Drive Angry money. <laughs> <laughs> People are like driving. Yeah, look it up, folks. <laughs> Made through 3D movie. Her Nicholas Cage. He's driving. Her daughter from. The- have you ever seen that? Have you seen Drive Angry? That's not what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. No, no. I'm thinking. All right, go ahead. You know, I didn't see Drive Angry. It's Nicholas Cage and Amber Heard. Nicholas Cage is Amber Heard's father, and he has to rescue her from, uh, from what do you call it? Uh, Satan. Um, it's, it's Drive Angry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look it up, Ed. We're going to end this show, Ed, watching a movie trailer. I'm telling you. <laughs> Drive angry. I own it. I own it. I bought it because it was, it was a 3D movie, and my dad owns a 3D TV. So I bought that movie specifically so we watch it in 3D. Not a great movie by any means, but it's entertaining as fuck because it's Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. And at the time, I didn't know who the fuck Amber Heard was. But it's Nicolas Cage driving a really, really cool old time, you know, like a really cool muscle car. You know? <laughs> there it is, right there. Drive angry. Right there. Right there, Ed. Uh-huh. There you go. Here, hold on. Let me let me get my glasses on and I'll read the synopsis. All right? Uh, bring it up and go there. It is the high-octane action-adventure Drive Angry. Nicholas Cage stars as an undead felon who breaks out of hell to track down and kill a group of cult-worshipping cutthroats who brutally murdered his daughter and kidnapped their babe, her baby. Armed with a shotgun and a 69 charger, Cage teams up with a sexy, tough-as-nail waitress, Piper, played by Amber Heard, and the two begin a rampage of redemption through the backwoods of the South. All while being pursued by an enigmatic killer, William Fincher, who has been sent by the devil to retrieve Milton and deliver him back to hell. I think I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I brought it over. <laughs> Let's go watch the trailer. To be like, huh? I think I did see this movie. <laughs> Drive angry. <It's laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it looks slow mo, car blowing up. Summit Entertainment. <laughs> Millennium Films. Ooh, look at him. And SS Camaro driving. Oh, bo- driving through flaming stuff. And he's got a beat up face. Oh, uh, oh my oh. baby. I killed my baby. Oh, and a uh, cold. Oh, look, a shotgun. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sunglasses. Driving. 
Fooey. <laughs> it's like, do you remember seeing this movie? <laughs> I own it, by the way. <laughs> if there's Fooey. lots of explosions in. Not, um, there was. There, I remember there was like a night scene though. It was like a real. Did you get a flashback? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! When did this movie come out? Uh, I don't know. You probably could. You know who I don't see in this in this freaking trailer so far? Amber Heard. <laughs> Not there she is. Oh, there she is. Yep, she's supposed. She's the pretty girl. That's it. Yeah. You know, oh, look at me. I'm an actress. Woohoo! Yeehaw! <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> do, you, do you remember it? Yes. There you go. See. Yeah, there was there from was the director of My Bloody Valentine. Oh yes. Oh boy. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> All hell breaks loose. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh my god. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh she yes. She jumps out of the hood of the car. Let's go. Oh. I'm Nicholas Cage. What I the have. fuck did I see this movie? I think I brought it over. No, I couldn't have brought it over. No, you couldn't have brought it over. Because it's a three. It was a three D movie. No, I saw it. Oh. Ooh. Oh, see, like, look, uh, drive angry, shot in three D. Uh, I don't know why, because not a lot of not a lot of three D action going on, to be honest. But you know. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh my god! <laughs> it was made in two thousand eleven. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, you didn't see it. I don't. Rem- <laughs> I remember it. I was like, there's. Especially that one dude. The, oh my god! This guy in the suit. Oh. Right. Well, he plays a bad guy in, in uh, what do you call it? Ultraviolet. Um, you know, he's always plays kind of like. Or no, he wasn't a bad guy. He was like the good guy. But I think he, he was, was a bad guy in something else, like a like a were. No, I want to say werewolf. It's something supernatural. William Fincher. Right. He was the accountant, apparently. Well, the accountant. The, I guess that's the demon. Yeah. But he's been in a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to find <laughs> and something. Look at, and look at it. the neighbor, twelve strong. Hot Summer Nights, uh, Top Gear America. Oof. All right, he was in uh, Lone Ranger. Oh uh, yeah, no. Elysium, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> God, was, I, I must have seen Date it. Night. How the hell did I see? How did I see Drive Angry? I don't. He's his. He's been in a bunch of. Like I said, if you go down, he's, he was in Ultraviolet. There he is Ultraviolet uh, right there. Yeah. Black Hawk Down, Prison Break, Blades <laughs> of Glory. Uh, we call it Longest Yard. Man. So I mean he's 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 never really like the lead guy. He's always like the second or third guy in the, in the, like, yeah, the lineup. He's a character actor that you throw him in for something. He's the he's the person you go. I know that I know the face, but I can't place the name. He's in this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. And you go, yeah, yeah. there it is, there it is. That's the one I was looking for. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> there it is. He played. I think he was uh, Shredder. Was he? Well, go quick. Uh-huh. Maybe he was. <laughs> <laughs> I have that movie now. Fuck, I'm like, all I remember is Megan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> he like, played Eric Sachs. But I think at the end... At the end, he turns into Shredder. Shredder. Yeah. Right, it's like Shredder's origin story in yeah. some way. <laughs> I had to go home and watch it. Baby can't talk now, I gotta watch. I have to watch The, the Wiz, Wiz? <laughs> and I have to watch TMNT, the reboot with Megan Fox. The second one's better because Steve Amell plays, what do you call it, Casey Jones. 
<laughs> Not that good of a movie, but it's got sin in it. Actual. See that second one? Oh, it's a good one. It's got Bebop and Rocksteady in it. No, I didn't see that one. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's outrageously, but you know, whatever. I have it somewhere. I know I bought it. Well, Ed, that's all I got. All right. All right. Well, there you go, Ed. We turned Gary Busey into a sex offender. Well, I mean, we didn't turn him into. We didn't turn him into that. <laughs> he turned himself into that. I'm just saying, we I was with, there. I was saying, we turned. Uh, I whispered in his ear. <laughs> I was Groper. Uh, Ed, don't say that. We turned we turned the Gary Busey story into comedy gold because we found out a Amber Heard, Nicholas Cage, whatever guy who's the accountant. Well, you know, <laughs> we found some William. chuckles. At, we found some chuckles out of it. Hey, <laughs> <And>, you know, <laughs> we took a serious topic. We addressed it in the seriousness nature, but then we were to find some holes in, in in our own way to be able to kind of make it entertaining by talking about other things that got nothing to do with Gary Busey groping people. I remember seeing. I remember seeing on Facebook people talking about. It. I'm like, Gary Busey, really? Him? Like, yeah. I mean, I what? guess so. I mean, I guess I can kind of see it. Sure. You know, like I mean, if anybody's gonna be accused of groping, I, I, I totally. He's definitely up there. <laughs> you know, like, no, okay, okay, is Gary Busey married? I don't think so. <laughs> now you're gonna find out. Like, there we go, folks. <laughs> trying to wrap it up is Gary Busey married like what's his wife think about it what about his son you know yeah I mean anybody's- <laughs> <laughs> did anybody get a comment from Jake Busey yeah I mean we <laughs> blew right past that one I mean where's Jake Busey at this point right he's probably making like you know um, Starship Troopers 12 or something <laughs> it's looking Gary Busey married not married I'm gonna say he's not married I don't. Uh, he needs a handler, and I don't think that handler is, is his wife. You know, I think he's got people that follow him around. That are, he had two wives. Two wives. Two wives. One, uh, Judy Halkenberg from 1968 to 1990. Okay. And then Tiana Warden from 1960, 1996 to 2001. Okay. So he's currently single, guys. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, thanks. Well, for... it doesn't make too bad. <laughs> right. I don't know. No, I, mean... <laughs> I guess it could have been worse. <laughs> I want you to ask the people he groped it. Probably wasn't a banner day for them. <laughs> I guess it could be too bad. Excuse me. It was horrible for me. I'm never going to be able to watch anything with him. Point break again. Right. Point break Johnny Utah. I, done. <laughs> I can't. Silver bullet. Never again. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. It's absolutely right. It's not. He's a ter- he's, he's terrible, and he should be locked up for what he did. And he should be at least be put a, a jury from his peers. Now, if he can, if he can prove that he can't stand trial because he's incompetent, you know, I mean, one that's I mean, let's face it. Oh, that's terrible. That's the that's the what do you call it? Defense as a defense lawyer. That's where you're going, Mr. Busey. I'm gonna. This is what we're doing. You, because of the accident and your age, you weren't really, your your faculties aren't all there, and it might have been you being, because he's of, of a certain age, of a certain type, where it's like, to him, let's say grabbing a girl's ass is funny. Right. You know, grabbing a, like, puts his arm around and honk, honk on her boob. Right. You know, like he, to him, because that's his time frame. He, and one would argue that because he's of that time, is of that era, it's like trying to change, trade a, change, uh, 
train an old dog for a new trick mm. that that's no longer viable and you can't do that no one finds that shit funny anymore right. gary stop touching people right you know don't grow people because and thinking it's funny because that person might not get the joke that dude over there who's got the you know bojack horseman t-shirt on it you might be able to grope his ass and he might find it funny if gary Busey grow my ass because he might find it funny that beautiful, voluptuous woman over there who's, who maybe fell in love with you, her first movie was Silver Bullet, and you'll always be that dad to her? No. Right. <laughs> like, bad Gary. <laughs> Get the little bottle of water. Let's, let's, let's go say this, is that either way, Gary Spusey should have been locked up either after his accident and like kept in a, I don't know, in a room somewhere. <laughs> Or now he's going to be locked up in a cell. So. Right. He'll de- well, I don't think he'll be locked up. He'll definitely pay some sort of fine. I'll be surprised if Gary Busey sees any jail time on this. <laughs> it's thinking. I, just, I, I don't know. I mean, California? Uh, no. Jersey? Well, I don't know, man. Uh, it's Jersey. <laughs> uh, you know, the house arrest. I think, I think Jersey will throw the book at him. <laughs> Why? Because there's nothing going on for New Jersey. And then the toll booth stayed, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss it where it smells, take it to Jersey. That's what Carlin always said. <laughs> it's a garden state. Sure, if you're building toll booths. <laughs> it's another word Carlin jokes. Like Carlin from New York, you can make Jersey jokes. <laughs> All right, folks, that's enough. I'm done. Ed's done. Thanks for listening. Guess what? Surprise, geeksters. You <laughs> got you again. Surprise. Surprise. Uh, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Or you can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, Boo. Boo.